Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at Bandzoogle. Bandzoogle is built by musicians for musicians. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Uh, I would know I'm working on a, a site over at Bandzoogle as well right now, and it's really easy to make, and you can get everything uh, up and running pretty quickly from hosting a custom domain name. Uh, you got dozens of fully customizable design templates and tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, which we love to hear as musicians. Uh, there's commission-free crowdfunding, fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your audience, social media integration, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So if you want to support the show, and if you want to help yourself while you're at it, direct support podcast listeners can go to bandzoogle.com. You can try it free for 30 days and use the promo code direct support, all one word, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com, promo code direct support. Bandzoogle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Direct Support. I'm your host, Peter Shrupp. And uh, thanks for your patience. I had to take a step back from the show for a few weeks. And so if you were waiting on pins and needles and wanted to hear something, I apologize. Um, it just hasn't felt right to be talking about, you know, music or entertainment or anything like that lately. It just felt like a time to reflect and to listen and to participate and to, um, I guess, just focus on other things besides ourselves. So the self-promotion that's involved with, you know, making something like a podcast, I just think was so out of place and I didn't really want to do it, but we're, and, and we're not done. We have a lot of work to do. And, uh, I mean, we as all Americans, not just black Americans, we need to, uh, be better. Um, regardless, I know that I personally, uh, needed to start making music again, and I needed to start making the show again, and uh, we just talk so frequently on this show about how creativity can atrophy if you don't exercise that muscle, um, and I was feeling that. I was kind of feeling myself atrophy, and I'm now trying to get back to creating the show, writing songs again, and doing what I can to keep myself healthy as well. So anyway, yeah, welcome back. That's the story. Uh, I know I, like a lot of podcasts didn't quite stop or just, you know, delayed for the one week, but I kind of needed to gather my thoughts and, and um, I don't know, uh, be with my peers and listen and, and whatnot. So um, anyway, my guest today is Scott Stone from the Jacks. He's one of the sweetest men I've ever met in my life. Um, I'm sure Scott will listen to this, so I just want you to know, bud, I love you so much and we all do, all of us musicians who have played with the Jacks or know you guys, um, you are such a nucleus and, and a light, and I don't think I complimented uh, Scott enough when we were <laughs> uh, talking together about how lovely he is and, and how um, instantly welcoming he is, because I think that's a trait that is delightful, and I tell I call him social, but but no, it's, it's a, we got a lot of love for you, buddy. So anyway, um, please check out the Jacks. They're one of the last living rock bands, like legitimate rock bands in the world. You can hear all their influences in their music. You can hear them kind of um, harken back to some 70s rock, some classic stuff. And they're, they're a vestige of, of rock and roll, classic capital R's on that. Um, 
And so, yeah, we're going to start the show off with Walk Away by the Jacks. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Scott back in 2019 before we were locked in our houses, uh, not a care in the world, and thinking we were about to leave for tour. Uh, cheers. Much love. Be well. All right.
You, you guys are in Century City? Culver City. Oh, Culver. Yeah. Well, like just outside of it. Like so what? Outside of it south or? North. Yeah. So like we're on. Culver Westwood. Well, Culver, yeah, because, you know, there's Culver Boulevard and everything. Yeah. Venice Boulevard. And I don't know where technically where it starts and where it ends, but I know that we're just outside of it and our rent right. is cheaper for that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Culver's funny because it's like uh, everything can be Culver a little bit. Like Mid-City can be Culver, but so can Westwood and so can like El Segundo. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I heard a guy, uh, I was at a bar last night mm-hmm. watching the Dodgers lose, unfortunately, but uh, mm-hmm. uh I heard him go, oh, yeah, I live in Culver City. I'm on Pico and Robertson, which is like, like five streets. You're like, that's Pico and Robertson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's different than us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like it a lot. You know, it's a good area. Yeah. Um, you Dodgers is like your thing outside of music, huh? <laughs> kind of? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my, uh, my passion when it comes to something to, you know, focus on for a little bit. Do you guys music. all have that a little bit? I mean, we definitely yeah. feel like all have our thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Josh is really into video production, you know, s- skating. Oh, okay. Uh, tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, That's Matt, too. Yeah. Obviously. And then, obviously, he's insanely into drumming, like, right. almost to a scary level. He's He's gotten, I would say, like, he gets most improved player award, because yeah. I feel like, I've seen you guys play, like, a dozen, maybe 15 times, I mean, and, like... He, he puts in... Dude, he seriously puts in hours. Hours. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it, it gets a little... I go crazy because he's like, he cares so much. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know if I care this much about music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but there's that, I mean, that's kind of the drummer's job, I guess. I mean, it's just be super good at drums. I yeah. mean, Matt, like, do you feel like he, because for us, I feel like Matt drives a lot of our dynamics, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got like a natural feel for that. Mm-hmm. And then, but he's the same way. He'll just get like obsessive about like, rudiments are like getting better at some something yeah it sounds like, yeah i don't know they fans. they go off on their own track when they're together i it's, feel like they every time we hang out yeah. i always it's just like they pair off yeah <laughs> every time the time i hung out with just the two of them and i think something's up with your mic check like, okay right. that's way better all right cool yeah. um they pair off yeah no we were <laughs> we were hanging out with them and it was so funny because we were just having conversations and you know drinking and whatever and uh you know, they would go off on tangents for like 20 minutes about drumming and yeah. everything drumming. And then they'd stop and go, oh, sorry, Scott. Yeah, you know, you, you don't know. Sorry, you don't all, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't know all about, about this drumming stuff. Like, oh, no, it's fine. We talk about something for maybe 30 more seconds. And then Josh would go, oh, remember that Alon Rubin guy? who? And then they just another 30 <laughs> minutes just conversation about drums. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think my my guy needs that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's Josh good. probably Let's, needs it too. Yeah, know? they need to get their outlets somehow. Yeah, of doing that. So. I think that's the best move because we're not gonna give it to him. No. I'm the closest to the one who's gonna give it to him for drum stuff because yeah. I love drums. But like, I don't know, man. I got good enough to like play a certain level, and then you know right. what I mean. I don't know. He's 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 super into it. I don't care about gear. He's super into gear. He yeah. just is down to nerd out. Yeah, Tom. Tom's super into gear our band i mean he, he saves is. us a lot for it but we make fun of him a ton for but it but dude he's like he's so good he's, that guitar yeah i oh, think yeah. so he's such a like i don't know well you guys are a straight up rock band like yeah you know what i mean yeah. i don't know there's not that many people just doing fully rock band situation right you know i feel like you guys we are were that. uh we we're joking you, you know spend time palace yeah those guys yeah they're mm-hmm. awesome dudes and uh we were joking with them and we were sitting down with dan and he goes oh it's like like, what do you guys, like, what's your joke about us? You know, everybody has a, you know, like, has friends' bands. You all kind of have a joke about each other. 
And I was like, I don't know, man. We, I haven't really thought about that. And I was like, what's what's yours for us? And he goes, you guys are just the prototypical rock band. Wow. Y'all got long hair. Y'all like just <laughs> dress the part and everything. I was like, oh, I guess so. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know if like I read about like the, like the strokes and stuff in New York, all yeah. wearing leather jackets, rolling together as yeah. a group of four. And I'm like, you guys are the closest thing to that <laughs> for us, like for our group. Oh, well, thank you. you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll tell you, if we get compared to the strokes anyway. I'll I mean, they're the greatest. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever hear the story about the kooks and how they started? No. They, uh, you know, they were they started a band, and before they even played together, they thought they needed a look. Yeah. So they all went and bought matching fedoras. <laughs> and I think it took them like a couple of weeks before, like, no, never mind, that was bad. bad matching idea. fedoras. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good little story. We played a battle of the bands in the middle of the desert one time, and we got second place. Okay. And the band that got third place was wearing all white suits with glittery ties that were Fuck. different colors. Yes. And I think they had matching white fedoras God, with each other's suits. And it really puts things in perspective <laughs> when you go, we beat them, but... It was close. By, yeah, was by close. a nail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was, came down to dress, you might have lost Yeah, I think we would have lost yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. How'd you get into a Battle of the Bands in the middle of the desert? Uh, it was like a Battle of the Bands that they do annually to have some local band play... Uh, Coachella and open. Oh, okay. And people were actually super jaded against us because we were from LA. Well, Matt's from the desert. Exactly. That was our in. Okay. Our in was like, well, one of these guys is. You know right, what I mean? It'd be right, like right. if we did one in San Diego and said it was for me to like open Kaboo or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was like <laughs> yeah. it was like their first year of existing. Okay. Um, and I think that I mean we uh, we ended up losing to this guy that Matt has been friends with since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude Will, who's like really good. He's got a band called Brightner. Okay. Um, but uh. But there was definitely some like underlying like we can't get we can't let the out of towners win <laughs> our thing. They can't just come here and then win our thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so that was like that was a jaded situation from the jump. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I haven't introduced you. This is Scott from the Jacks. What's up, dude? How's it going? Doing it's good. good. It's good to be here. What's What's your day been like today? Uh, a little bit of a late day. I uh, got up a little late. Just went and worked out and just. Got a couple, you know, I like to run, just clear my head every mm-hmm. morning. Feels nice. Good for you. And then, uh, <laughs> well, I miss it more more often than I like to admit. For sure. But, yeah, I do that. And then uh, just work on a couple things. You know, we're uh, get a little care package or a little present for the last producer we just worked. Nice. And we have a little inside joke with him. So we made a coffee mug of a fake band name called nice. Bat Chariot that we're going to give him. Bat Chariot? Yeah. I don't know how it came about, but Johnny was singing something and... Joe was like, did you just say Bat Chariot? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great band name. So we just kind of that's um That's another trope that fits it with the, like, what's your guys' joke about us? Like, if you're going to have that, definitely everybody having their list of fake band names. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, the, is like the next one. Yeah. Um, on that first tip, I don't know if you ever heard our song, Shaken. It was one of the first songs we ever did. But back when we were, like, doing shows at King Shelter, like, really early in our career, uh, we had this song, and, like, the hook was, like, and like, uh, and if they saw us at any point, they would just do that as like a as like a mating call or something, <laughs> <laughs> like to call us across. Like, oh, <laughs> like, no. be like their bird call for us. <laughs> I always give. Uh, whenever I see Chris, I'm like, I, I always have. I try to fit in miscommunication into every, any, any sentence dude, I can. A lot of people do. Yeah, that. That <laughs> he always gives me the same look of God damn it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. 
on anybody like that. I don't know. You guys fitting 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 like the rock thing is like that covers it for our whole scene. You I know guess, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like, it's funny. Is that how you guys view yourselves or do you guys view it? I don't know. There's well, like I, there's always what you think. Right. And then and what you actually are perceived as. I mean, way. the first time we like got pinned as like pop punk, we were offended. And then we realized it was like a benefit. You know, we were like we have emo tendencies, but like Yeah, see I I've never thought of you guys as pop punk, but more as like just a little bit of emo sad boy lyrics exactly, but yeah. in the best way possible, right. you know? I, mean, I think that's why we took it. We took it offensively, and it was like early on. You know yeah. what I mean? We didn't realize it's like, dude, that's just like what you listened to when you were a kid. It bleeds through. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was actually listening to a uh, an interview of Jack White, mm-hmm. and he was discussing how it's really, really tough for rock bands or you know, like uh, you know, any sort of rock yeah. genre bands to use modern themes in their modern lyrics. Yeah. Any other stuff, and like the first people that came to mind is you guys. You guys are able to, you know. Oh, thanks. Use apps and references <laughs> like that right. in in your songs, and it comes across as genuine and not try hard in any sort of way, which I think is a very difficult thing to pull. That's off. really nice of you to say. Yeah, That's so. funny. Do you know if you ever considered that? No, I think. I mean, I used to write. I feel like more indie type like less concrete. You know how like yeah. any local native song, you're like what are they even talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not that their lyrics aren't pretty. But they're definitely not concrete, and they could be interpreted in a million different ways. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then Chris, Chris, and the other person I learned from was Kev from Field Medic. But like, yeah. I learned from both of them how to write about things that are really concrete and really specific without yeah. it feeling corny or like heavy-handed. You yeah. know? And I still work on it, but that's really nice of you to say. I think I don't know. That's that always blows my mind when somebody can do it in a concrete way because it, it ends up being funny. I don't know why, just mm-hmm. maybe because you recognize what's happening, you know? Yeah. It might be just primate mind being like, yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing that I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. As, a, as like a yeah. principal writer for your band, do you find yourself writing songs and being and then thinking, oh, this would be a great song, but not for Arms Akimbo? Constantly. Constantly. I will give up on songs sometimes when they don't feel like they work for our band because you I have know a that back catalog of it sometimes. I have a handful of songs that I've either tried to bring that didn't work or when I showed it to one of the guys they weren't necessarily that excited about. Yeah. I mean, I'm super insecure about my songwriting. That's like See, one of the okay. things I'm working on. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I have other songs that like Okay, so I'll give you an example because this is like a recent thing that we've had to deal with, and yeah, I bet you can speak to this, but like uh, our managers came to our practice recently. Just to listen to some of the new stuff we were doing, uh-huh. we we're just working on new tracks, and uh, and we showed them one of them, and and like in the same breath, where one of them was like, "That's my favorite melody you've written in a long time," it was followed by, "Can you cut that entire outro, because uh. it doesn't come back," and and it's like, and it was one of those where it wasn't like it wasn't like "fuck you," we need that part. It was yeah. like I totally get where you're coming from because if we think this is a pop song that we need to like. Right, it could be a single. In it a could sense. be a single. Then, like, we should do that, you yeah. know. And then the second half is like, or, you know, you guys just like, I don't know, try to Stay sell the artist. stuff that we that yeah, like, let us do the creative stuff. So right. that was the thing where Chris was like, Chris's instant reaction was like, nah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then me and Colin were like, I get where they're coming from right. on this song, right. you know. And I think it depends on the song too, you know. So that's like a tough thing. I don't know. I know you guys are doing a classic like balance of creativity creation, versus selling it. Creativity versus business. Yeah. It's, it's where's your head at on that right now? Fuck business. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause I mean, you know, I start when we started the band, I was the, the main business guy. Right. Now that we have managers and agents and Same. all that 
fun stuff. I mean, actually, I, I you know I love our managers, our agents, and our labels even doing great stuff for us. Obviously, you know everybody has butts heads with the labels, but we've recently been so heavy handed by other outside sources to focus just oh like write a three minute thirty second single. That's it. That's all right. you got. And I think you know I, I think that's a very valid point because you got to give them something that they can work with, as yeah. you said. But at the same time. If you do that every single time, you're just going to bore your audience and you're not going to grow a fan base in that way. You know, maybe you could be a flavor of a week kind of band, but then you're screwed after that. So we've been working a lot on this, you know, because we finished up this EP and now we're starting to demo out songs for the first full length album we're going to be releasing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Johnny and Thomas came in with about 40 ideas of songs, which is pretty crazy. Crazy. So now we're, you know, funneling it down to what we think would, you know, from beginning to end, create a great album. How many tracks are you guys trying to do? Well, we're going to do, I think, 16. Wow. And then we're going to take those to the label, fully demoed out, and be like, hey, here's 16 songs. Here's eight that have to be on the album, okay. or maybe six, whatever. Right, whatever, whatever we, you guys deem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you guys can pick the rest. So that mm-hmm. way it gives them a choice, and that way they feel a part of it. Um, and we'll still be completely happy with whatever comes out of it. I think that's a really good call. But, you know, like, the six songs that we're going to say have to be on it are probably yeah. going to be the songs that are hopefully four to five minutes, not necessarily pop structured. They're sense. whatever scratch your creative itch. Exactly. And then you go, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to compromise. And how many times have you written a song or like put out a song and you thought there's no way this is the, the one the audience is going to latch on to. And then it is a million times. Exactly. I mean, that was, uh, and, and the opposites happened too, where we put out a song and I think this is the one, and we're way off. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, that's always the thing. Absolutely. I mean, the biggest one lately is, like, Rearrange is having this weird resurgence where, like, that song is doing Beautiful really song. well right now. Thank yeah. you. But, uh, but that was, like, I did. I wasn't even sure that we should have recorded it, and I got bullied into it by the other guys. <laughs> and it was funny because Chris, Chris is the one who was like, I think we should record that song. But we, it was just we hadn't demoed it in any way. We hadn't done anything to it. And so when we brought it to our producer, then... He and Chris ended up being the one who played the most instruments on it. Like he really? played like acoustic guitar, slide guitar. Uh, uh, oh, you keys, play banjo on that, right? Keys. I play banjo. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it w- it did end up being really cool because Matt just did like super ambient drum parts for it, but mm-hmm. he hadn't like really created any idea for what he wanted to do for mm-hmm. it. So, so it ended up being like way more creative and more fun because we didn't have anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think like that's some of the energy that we would want to bring in to the future like recording yeah, wise you know absolutely but uh but yeah all the time dude and i'm sure <laughs> I, I don't know for you guys it's probably different because like you guys are like doing major label stuff so it's way more of an argument you know for us it's like ultimately we could just be like nah we picked this one right you know right and your managers will back you yeah like, they will. like we'll work we'll work on it together and we'll yeah. figure it out you know what i mean but it was literally like um so is that is that a usual thing for you to have your managers come into your practice room or is that they are more into it i think than we are Absolutely. but usually it's like they're like i want to hear things all the time I guess you guys even making music right you know what i mean like that's like the thing to like <laughs> i don't know they're, they're the ones who are like we got to get in there you know yeah and we're a little more reserved about it but because we usually just i don't know there's nothing worse than being like yeah check this out and then you're like, but we'll figure out what we do at that part. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what is, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think, hate. I think the thing that's tough is sometimes if you bring in people like that, and I, I don't know your relationship with your manager, so obviously, yeah, it's good. You guys do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be with Right. Them, no, but. no. We, we, we love them. They're like, I feel like you guys and us, we might have the similar 
it's not like friend managers, like dad manager, but, but yeah. we get along with them really well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the one tough thing about bringing in somebody like that who's not in the band, yeah. regardless of who it is, yeah. you know, before a song is fully fleshed out or you're incredibly confident with it, sometimes it can change the course of a song and then it'll end in a spot that you aren't as happy as where totally. it could have gone without yeah. that. So we're starting to try to be, because before we would have the label come in a little bit earlier with stages. And then we've realized that now for us, we need to keep it as tight chested as possible. And basically, we showed our managers because we obviously want their opinions and we yeah, trust yeah. their opinions fully because mm-hmm. otherwise, why would they be our managers? But yeah, I mean, we, you know, we keep it tight chested and now we're demoing them out to a point where it's going to sound exactly how we want it to sound on the record. And obviously, that's going to change when a producer comes in and other people get their hands on it. But we want to at least show what we fully believe it can be before yeah. we start working on it in that sense in a produ- with a producer and stuff so yeah that's i mean i think that's a good approach i think it'll be interesting working on the next batch of stuff because we have like uh we have like a lot of bubbling excitement for these songs you yeah know? and then are you taking any of them on the road with you i mean no, you know dude we have such a short set we have 30, like 30 minutes, minutes every time 30 minutes you gotta every play this dude will, we you have, probably have what six songs you have to we play. have five songs you have to play yeah. we're literally giving ourselves one alternate and that's wow. not even including devil like devil's not one of those really songs. yeah because like we're playing in a bunch of emo bands like we're playing like so what, what's your go-to's on those on this one so this tour is going to be miscommunication okay paycheck okay no sorry parachute paycheck uh michigan okay. one alternate pitchfork nice that's a great set. Yeah, and then and then like we have like four or five songs that we could switch between, right. depending on the night. We're trying to figure out how it's going to be in the momentum because mm-hmm. like we don't know if like it could go one of two ways. It could go like, oh, it's a good thing that like we play an acoustic song because we'll be different from the rest of these bands. But the other thing is like just bash them. You know what I yeah, mean? Just like could the crowd latch on? Right, if they're not there for that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I, that's that's the thing with crowds, especially different cities you go yeah. to. You never know exactly what they're going to want, but then when you start going couple times and yeah. you kind of get the idea for well, it the other thing too is like we did make a post that was like what do you guys want to hear on the road and like we did have some requests for certain cities and then when we had practice last night we were just like that song is not gonna like Blam. be the one that people are blown away by and yeah like, i don't know we practiced ghost and it like took all the air out of the room yesterday and we we're mm. just like hmm I mean, that's a fantastic song too thanks <laughs> But yeah, somebody in Denver re- requested it, and I saw that, and I was like, "We should practice it." And just like, we were all just like, "Nah, nah." You know, so it's like a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, you guys just came off the road with Shelters. Did a couple shows with them. Yeah. Okay. Got another one coming up. And how long of sets did you have? Forty minutes typically. Okay, that's good. So that's a great. That's so because you got two your, or three more songs. Yeah. In a sense. And you guys have so much less stuff out because yeah. you pulled. You did you guys pull or did you just? Well, we pulled like our first EP that we did ourselves, right? Because you know it was our and first left up EP. one single. Yeah, and that was from like a single that we released in 2016 that okay. we actually just re-recorded, mm-hmm. and we're gonna re-release because we mm-hmm. want to change it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And um, also, you don't want to pull that song because it did did really well. Yeah, that, it did right? well, but yeah, yeah. you know we're gonna pull it. Basically, right well, before the EP comes out. Mm-hmm. So, our biggest, you know, streaming numbers is going to kind of go away for a sec. But That's spooky. That's yeah. always scary. But, I mean, we're so over how that song is recorded. And, you okay. know, Johnny sang that when we basically first started the band. Right. And he, you know. He's developed a lot since yeah, then. Yeah, his range is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, he wants to, I think in a lot of ways, it's going to sound a lot more natural yeah. how he sings. Um, but, I mean, yeah, in a 40-minute set, we typically have six to seven songs that we feel like we need to play, mm-hmm. which gives us room for one or two one or two more to switch out. Yeah. So we're thinking even, you know, 
we have a possible tour coming up that looks like it sounds like it got booked for sure from November 15th Sweet. to December 20th to do a full nation one. And it sounds like we'll have 40 November minutes. 15th to what? December, December 20th. Yeah, Whoa. The winter, winter months. Are you going to get home before Christmas? We finish in Philadelphia December 20th. Fuck. Probably get back. You get back on the 24th. Super late the 23rd or, or morning of the 24th. Wow. My parents' family, a little disappointed in that one. Yeah, but, I mean. I mean, this is the first time I'm missing Thanksgiving. We're, mi- we're missing Thanksgiving for sure. Where are you guys going to be? We're, well, the, we ramp up in Baltimore. So we'll basically like get back on like Black Friday. Oh man. Yeah. And you like push it. I just we, saw the new van by the way. It looks I, sweet. Thank oh. you. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're yeah, good. You good. can you can talk about it. We're right. we're uh this won't even come out for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> no, I know the van the van's beautiful. beautiful. We're yeah, we're dude. fired up. I'll show it to you yeah, after yeah, I this. See more but uh but yeah, dude, we're stoked. We got so much support from people. It, it it's freaky. It's super, super nice, super exciting. What the GoFundMe? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you have a lot of diehard fans, a lot of people who just want to see you succeed and people and the, feel invested in that's one of the things i really this has taught me a lot like have you guys stayed with a lot of friends or like friends oh, yeah. families on these absolutely tours? isn't it ridiculous how good they take care of us it's, it's stupid it's stupid <laughs> dude what are you doing know. you know what i mean that's why i was so happy that cream's like can i stay with you monday through friday i'm like yeah you're like handing me on a platter like a way to pay you back for your parents letting us stay right. with them in austin, in austin yeah yeah no it's it's so fucking now Whenever somebody comes through town, I'm like, you're more than welcome to stay. Please stay at my house. I need to pay somebody back (laughs) on this stuff. You know, there are a lot of my friends who we stay with on the road have, you know, good jobs and stuff. So they're able to afford hotels or whatever they want when they come. Are you guys all the same age? You guys all? Uh, I'm the oldest. I'm 26. 26. And the other guys are 24. Thomas is 25. Johnny's 24. Josh just turned 24. Okay. You Josh guys are, is the, the youngest. You guys are pretty much stacked exactly like us. Really? Yeah, from like Chris, Matt, me, Colin. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, that picture of Colin in the bathroom is the best. It's the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so good. Um, but, dude, I love that the glasses are framed. And then the one of you doing karate is just all time. Dude. Just... <laughs> yeah, I wish we had something more embarrassing of both Natasha and Chris. That would have <laughs> tie the whole house together. If you had all four walls in that room oh my God, just surrounding so you. Um, but yeah, do you, isn't it the craziest thing just watching other people get more success and like have more stable jobs and stable money and you're just like, I promise you we're doing well. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny cause you know, obviously money's not flowing in no. for us. Yeah. I wish it was, yeah, but no, you know, it's, we're, we're in the same boat. Yeah. And it's, it's, it feels like the wild, wild west where every day you got to figure it out in different ways, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. And then, so it, it's weird because, you know, we were, I was talking to a couple of my friends who have, you know, very stable jobs, great jobs. And right around this time, they're all hitting this phase where they're going, you know, I just wish I was doing something like you. Dude, so many people. I, like, I yeah. don't feel passion for anything I'm doing. Dude. We, and then I'm sitting on the other side, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like a solid paycheck every day doesn't sound too bad. Well, and, maybe it's better that they listen to you because if it was me and Chris, we literally are like, we'll talk in each of their ears. Like, you know, the oh, devil, no, of the devil and, the, and yeah. the angel were two devils that have been like, cue your J, quit your job, quit your job, quit your job. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm so. When Hang out with us me, at 2 p.m. Yeah, no, it's, I support the hell out of And like, and when they tell me this stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, go for it. I, it's been the greatest decision of my life. Right. And, I've learned so much about myself and just w- the world from doing this that I would never trade it for anything. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, especially the, just getting to travel has opened my eyes in so many ways because I have, you know, it's a cliche for every band person to ever say, but driving 
through West Texas and seeing parts of the country that you never knew existed or never would know existed is really exciting. No, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't see much of this country before doing this. No, me neither. Yeah. But you guys started going out of state early. You guys started going out of state like right away, didn't you? That's all we wanted to do. Okay. You know, I mean, I remember seeing it before we were like friends. Like we, okay, we met at the Wayfarer. Yes. And you came to our show with yes. who? Do you remember who we were playing with? I feel like it was like this band, the One Thirty Oneers. Oh, yeah, I was that it? Ah, God, that sounds so familiar. Maybe. I think that was it. Maybe them or Wetwood Smokes. They're, they're they were both on that bill. Yeah, so I think it would be that. We did our first Wayfair show with both of them as well, or second maybe. Really? Yeah. And then you do a million Wayfair shows. Uh, yeah, oh, we did. Place. We did. I still like love seven. that place. I know no me too. What. And I really yeah. like Eric, the dude who runs. Oh, super nice. Eric, yeah. If he ever listens to this for some reason, I he is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that guy. But uh, but yeah, no, that's when we first we met there. Through John Harzan, maybe? No, I heard. I just heard about you guys from multiple people. Oh, really? Like, you know, a good rock band around our age and everything. I was uh-huh. super... And I listened to music, and I was like, wow, I really really like this stuff. Oh, that's crazy. And I saw you guys were playing The Wafer, and mm-hmm. so I think Thomas... I'd Johnny met Josh already. Yeah. At a party. Yes. Of some sort. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Came was, out to that. And was he going to a super religious school? Like a super Christian school? No, Josh is Jewish. Oh. He what? went to... Okay, he was just at a party with us. Yes. Of kids from oh Sunrise. no, because his girlfriend is is very uh, very religious. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, he was at that party with John and all of them. I think. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to tie it all together. It's just like so long ago because we're actually friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's that. It always starts with yeah. the band buddies, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. more it's like actual friends. Like I always think about it. That's how I am with you know the Vista Kicks and all this. Of course, guys, obviously. yeah. Um, and the hate drugs I'm becoming really close with. Those guys are the best, man. Yeah. I love all those guys. And Harbor, too. We've got a good situation going on. You guys on are there. staying with Harbor on the road, right? I, I think we'll be staying with them on our trip back. Okay. We literally planned it, and we were like, should we get home and race for Thanksgiving, or should we spend a night with Harbor? <laughs> and like, we're going to pick Colin up in Kansas City or something. He's going to fly. Yeah, yeah. He told know. me that story. It's kind of nuts. But, yeah. but I don't know. We're doing what we can to enjoy the trip back, I guess. Yeah. yeah we should. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, we we started getting on the road early because it was just exciting to us, yeah. you know, going to a different states. And uh-huh. we did a couple DIY tours where you played to 10 people in a room, five people, you know. Bad Attitude DIY, was that where you started or just doing it by, literally they by got us on one, or they, they got us on one of those. Okay. Um, that was with, that's how we met Harbor and Hate Drugs. Okay, right. Okay, and that makes sense. I would have been that would have been so fun. I wish I was with I know. you guys. That would be crazy. That would have been crazy. <laughs> just... well, I wish we did the Texas one with you guys too. Me too. But... But yeah, you know, it was, it was for better or for worse. We learned a lot. It's yeah. probably not necessary because no, that's the thing is like it was kind of a money sink in a way. But get our what, name out there and get whatever, experience. and like that's one way to learn. It's yeah. either that or you stay trapped in your own city forever. Like we were trapped in here. Like we just played LA and Orange County and San Diego for like honestly like two and a half years. Yeah, but those are big markets. It's true. San Diego's kind of weird. San Diego. I'm from there, so kind of. It weird. can be sleepy sometimes. Yeah, you know, no we played why. it on a Thursday at Soda Bar. Okay. A couple weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, we didn't. We it was right when we were at the end of the run with the shelters. They didn't play with us, and we headlined. Oh, sick! And I was going in there. I was like, "Oh, it's a Thursday." Yeah, we went on an eleven. Yeah, but ninety one X, uh, the radio Promoted. station now they promoted the hell out of it. And Love like, that station. I guess you know we've been we seventh showdown in San Diego, so we had a good fan base, and I think we played to like seventy five to hundred people. Dude, that's amazing. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. It was an awesome night for us. You know, we're playing Soda Bar for the first time. How is how is it? We haven't. I haven't even been. 
Oh, wait, did I say? Uh, sorry, we played the Casbah. Casbah. But we played the Soda Bar with Creature Canyon oh, and okay. those guys and sold out that one. That I, I have fun. a weird different connection with those guys, like from an old band that the singer was in, Austin, right? Yes. Yeah, Austin, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. him from, from a different band where I played guitar in it. He'd be a great dude to talk to about this Ready? stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Soda Bar's awesome. Really, yeah. really like that venue. It's okay. Pretty similar to the Casbah yeah. in size and everything. So just like kind of crappy sound and cool, cool narrow room. Yeah. Yeah, That's love ex- that. Exactly what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, like 250 or something like that. Well, this sound's not that bad. Okay. It's not Silver Lake Lounge bad. Yeah, Casbah's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a low ceiling and everything, Yeah, too. exactly. Dude, it's so funny because right after we played that, you were talking about the Black Keys podcast. Yeah, no, that was it's crazy. And I was listening so to good. it, and yeah. Dan was, or I mean, uh, Patrick was talking about how of course. They, just, <laughs> they just played the Casbah. Right. Like, that yeah. was like what they did growing up, and right. I was like, holy crap, like we literally just you know played that. Isn't that a trip? I forget. I think it might have been them. No, I forget who I was listening to. Somebody was saying something about how, like, if I had reached the level of success that I'm currently at, and I got to tell high school me that, oh, dude, yeah, we're like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I would have been freaked out. I would have been obsessed about, you know, like our band. Yeah, like that's. I'm kind even. Of crazy. I'm blown away by, you know, as you, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. If I could tell myself this senior year, you know, we got oh to God. sell out the Troubadour. Yeah, it's that's nuts, a crazy man. experience. That's a crazy... I would never thought would happen. No. And it's it's a great feeling, honestly. dude. Totally. But but I think that's one of the things that like puts it in perspective too, where it's like, oh, so all these guys I idolized when I was a kid were just on the rung. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> just like on the path doing it. And I was like some like crazed high school kid, you know. Yeah. But I feel like you have to be that kind of obsessive when. Yeah. Have you been a music guy your whole life? Do you play? Yeah, do absolutely. You, is it just bass for you? you I mean, I can play Dabble. a couple strum a couple chords and guitar yeah. and play some piano. But how did you guys? I don't even know how you guys like slipped into your thing. Uh, I mean, I started playing bass seventh grade after okay. I saw The Who for the yeah. first time. Oh, nice. Which is one of my favorite bands yeah. of all time. And uh, Thomas and I were at that show together, and then I know he played guitar. So you guys were buddies for a long time? Yeah, he's been my best friend since third grade, okay. basically. And uh, so we grew up together, and then we started playing. We did a middle school cover band where nice. I was the singer. Classic. Uh, did a couple of Who covers, some Jimi Hendrix. How's your voice? Not very good. Really? Not, not good enough to pull off those songs. You sing all the backups though. Yeah, but I mean that's you know. That's do you different. do low octave or do you do you low like kind of match? Falsetto mostly. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And then I've been working on doing stronger harmonies mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, shout out to my vocal coach Dave Stroud. Hey. He goes to him. <laughs> you found somebody in the city. Yeah, yeah. That's good. He's right by uh, Poncho's Tacos mm. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what was he saying? But yeah, no. So. Tom and I started playing together then. Then throughout high school, we just kind of had a fun gig. We'd play cover shows and stuff like that. Kept that going through college. And then we met Johnny our senior year when I was running an open mic night sound thing. And so he was like... And he was performing. Two years younger than you? Or like two grades below? A year or younger than us. Okay. But he actually ended up getting his master's in geology. Okay. Just is a crazy story. <laughs> what? I, 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 he's going to come on this and yeah, he'll tell you we'll this talk whole thing. It. It's pretty incredible. But... Um, so yeah, Tom and I saw him perform. I was like, wow, we should ask this guy to play with us. Yeah. And so we did. And then, you know, a month goes by of us playing with him and he gets the, the courage to show me a song that he wrote. Oh, shit. And I don't know. I had a little bit of a bias of, you know, when somebody's like, oh, let me show you something I wrote. Yeah. You never know how it's going to sound. And I was floored. Really? I, I immediately texted Tom. I was like, dude, this is, we, we're we selling it all. We're going for this, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like that moment. You're like, this and, is the guy uh, that's going to do it. This is it. Yeah. Uh so we came together then, and then Josh we went to high school with, and once he graduated college, it was kind of a perfect timing where we were looking for a new drummer, Yeah, and we just called him up, and he joined. 
We have such similar trajectories in that we actually, I don't know, we all did the same thing where we all like waited to like, <laughs> like cover Start our late. bases and yeah. like we're both SoCal bands and like, I don't know, you guys feel like a band to me, you know? I mean, you guys do too. Right, I know, yeah. I think that's the thing though, is like you, or Vista Kicks or Hatred, like there's always like a, there's always some weird like power structure to like bands in LA it seems on occasion where it's like, well this is like, you know, this guy's at the focal point of it and this guy you know yeah. these two are the nucleus and then like builds around them or right. whatever you and know but a like couple hired guns that they bring yeah exactly them. but like yeah. like i don't know the ones that we like you guys are a band to mm-hmm. me you know and well, i feel you. like it's nice to have that where like you guys have different skills that suit you you know yeah and uh like you've been business guy i've been business guy for us like that's like a, it's a thankless job my friend it's a thankless job but also i think it's a personality type yeah i think regardless of whether or not you got thanked you were going to be the guy to do it. Well, see, the thing is, I, yeah. I mean, I say it a thankless job, but yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, my bandmates were incredibly appreciative that right. I took on that role. Yeah. But they were doing other things that I couldn't do. Exactly. And it, I was incredibly appreciative yeah. of that. I mean, Chris is graphic design. You know what I mean? Yeah. Colin tends to take care, like, we call him head of transportation. That's the joke. <laughs> Matt enjoys doing social media. Yeah. Which is insane to me because I fucking hate it. Right. But, like, he loves Twitter. It's so funny. Josh does our social media <laughs> now, too. I'm helping him out with, like, the, Trying to be just like a support guy and yeah. do whatever I can to help him yeah. out now, but yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy to me that there's well, that yeah, because you got to assume a new role. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing is like, that's the other thing for me. It's been like I've always been just the guy who like I'm gonna reach out to people because I'm obsessed with this and I want to keep trying to push it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so like exactly. it's like in your DNA. To and just I love like, I love meeting new people in that sense, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's another thing about it too. It's like you're the social guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so I think it's just like. You're gonna do it, yeah. you know, regardless Absolutely. of whether or not that's the situation. And then, and then Johnny's job is just sit there and write. No, I mean Johnny does so many, so many things. Really? Uh, he does our graphic design. Actually. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. He's, yeah. I mean, his brain works in different ways. So. Uh-huh. And then uh, I'm so bad with visual art. I'm always super oh, respectful. Like that goes so above my head. Totally. Like, same. I same. And I, I love it because he comes yeah. back with amazing stuff. So right. That that I love. Yeah. Um, yeah, Johnny. I mean, Johnny does a ton of stuff. You yeah. Know? We all have different little roles. And now that, you know, manager and booking agent's yeah. taken care of, I feel like a lot's taken off my plate. So I'm basically trying to be a Swiss Army guy. Right. And any role that I can be you. to help out with. Yeah. yeah. That's become Colin. Yeah. Uh, but like, like for me, once that stuff started getting taken off my plate, I'm like, damn, all right, I can't, I have no excuse to not be writing. You know right. what I mean? Because that's right. the thing. It's like, it gets daunting for me right. sometimes or if I'm in like a weird head space. Do you like, hit, do you hit a lot of blocks? I do. Okay. I do. I, I, uh. Do you have a method for getting out of it now? Or I it... don't have a great ethic to writing anymore. I don't know. It's something I'm, I'm working on. Like, I'm in a good space right now. I'm mm-hmm. writing a lot right now. Um, but I definitely get uh, – I'll trip up or I'll, I'll, like, give up on stuff because I'll be like, oh, I know where it's going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, I'll stop somewhere short. But, but dude, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of what you were saying about, like, I don't think this is going to be an Akimbo song, so I don't think I need to pursue it, you mm-hmm. know? Or if it's, like, this isn't up to snuff with, like – whatever track of ours then i'll be like uh, you yeah. know or i'll or i'll put it in like the pile of like songs that i like that aren't necessarily for this band you yeah. know yeah, yeah so um i don't know i, I am kind of how many with... songs would you say you write before like on average before you got one that you're like yeah i'm taking this to the, the guys maybe five that's good maybe that's really good maybe four four to five that's great yeah but i won't finish all of them because mm-hmm. Because I'll kind of know their potential. But obviously that's like stupid because I don't, you know? But it's like at least based on my my criteria. You I know? mean, my thing is when I write, which is very rare, I'm actually not 
principal songwriter by any means. My thing is I would write something, be very excited about it at night, sleep yeah. on it, wake up the next morning, go, oh, I don't really like this. That anymore. sucks. That that I have been able to beat out a little bit because yeah. like, I set this up so I didn't have an excuse to not demo if I yes. come up with something. So then I'm like, you know what? Now it sounds the way that I had it in my head, yes. at least part of it. Get it down as fast if as possible. I get you it can. down as fast as possible, then I can't not show it to somebody yeah. and I can't not like believe in, in it yeah. in some capacity because it exists. Does Chris demo it down like this too? Uh no, we we both genuinely we both generally work in voice memos. Okay, um the way we operate that's different is that I use a loop pedal for a lot of my stuff. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of my shit is really circular. If you mm-hmm. think about like parachute or like I don't know a lot of songs they like use the same chords for a long time and then mm-hmm. like change melodies. He writes everything on an acoustic guitar. Okay, so his stuff tends to have more parts. I see. Um, so usually like, it's like. Our two ways that we work is he'll write a ton of shit, <laughs> and then when he needs somebody else's help, it's to pare it down. Uh huh. And I usually need somebody's help to do the last ten percent to expand it a little bit. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. so that's a great compliment. Yeah, I think it does work pretty guys. well, and we we work pretty well with that. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. He's a monster. I love I love <laughs> I love his songs. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. So that's a great thing. I feel like having two strong songwriters like you guys do you become Com- fans of the other stuff too yeah you know yeah and then you get to play lead guitar on a song that you like and yeah like, this is sick <laughs> you know is that what you typically do if you're yeah you guys switch it so if you're playing yeah if you write it you give chris a solo in a sense. yeah if you if you heard our first record it was like all these songs that i wrote so i had these parts so it was kind of like it's kind of the opposite so like uh, good examples are like seven mirrors Mm-hmm. I kind of take all the leads and I sing that song. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan, he takes the leads and he sings that yeah. song. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how we were when we started because we were just writing full things by ourselves and then bringing it to everybody. Yeah. So once we started working with each other, it was like trying to find the space for the other person. Yeah. You know, because that is kind of nice. like, that is one of the harder things. Like we, like he writes really, really uh, dense guitar parts for when he sings. Yeah. Because he's like, he like, I'm th- yeah. Yeah. Devil or something, you know, yeah. or Pitchfork, like they're really dense guitar parts. So it's, it's, I sometimes struggle to find a way in. When I had a conversation with him about that, he's like, I have the same situation, you know? So unless I write, unless we write something for each other, because we both done that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, then it, that's usually like, we've been, we'll have little baby writing sessions, just the two of us in a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where we'll work out the guitar parts and find space. Nice. And that way we don't waste the other guy's time either. Mm-hmm. And we can really dig into it. And mm-hmm. we did that on this new one that we're working on. It feels so much better. Cause dude, I had this practice where I like, I sucked. Like I could, like on this song, I could not find my way in <laughs> and the rest of them were crushing, like crushing. And I was like, I was like, Dude, I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm the dead wheel. Yeah. You know? We feel the walls closing in. Yeah, dude. Playing. And like Matt was like literally like completely dictating all the dynamics. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And Chris had this like, you know, he was, he is his song. And then he had this like pretty, pretty busy guitar part, you know? And so I was just like, when I listened back to the voice memo, I was like loud and, and bad. <laughs> and I hated it. So that's when we have to like make it as small as possible, figure it out by ourselves, you know? Yeah, but that's the point of, Practice. For sure, you yeah, know, you gotta figure that out. It's yeah, funny, and then, Johnny. Uh, we're writing this new one, and Johnny wrote this little bass lick that goes into the chorus. Okay, it's like this little. And for the life of me, like it just wasn't registering in my brain on how mm-hmm. to, you know, play this thing. And yeah. I felt like I got the yips out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had that problem since we started the band. It yeah. feels like. So I just sat there for every, you know, every every second. I would just turn down the bass and just 
practice is part, practice is part. That sucks. (laughs) Finally, I got it one time. Yeah. And he looks at me. I was like, I got it. And then just, you know, played it. And you're locked in now. Yeah, now I haven't messed it up. Well, you guys, uh, you guys are like constantly in the studio and constantly practicing, right? Yeah. I mean, we practice. Well, we have a lockout now. Okay. That's awesome. Great one called Musician's Choice. If you're looking to come to Lincoln City. Hmm. No. Way better than, uh, what was the one we called? <laughs> Dude, the Santa Monica TK? one? TK. Oh, what my a God. Pit. <laughs> Dude, that, that was probably our least inspired time. Yeah. And we realized I think that I'd it agree. might have had to do with the room is what it just came down the to. The room's terrible. It's really claustrophobic. But yeah. the but that was the only time we ever had a lockout. So we were excited to have that. And yes. we could work on stuff and not worry about it, you yeah. know? That's I'm, a huge difference. But we're hourly right now, and that's not good for us, I don't think. Yeah, you know, honestly, I would... Uh, I think it was fundamental that we had a lockout yeah. when we started, yeah. and now and now now that we had it, it's tough for us to go back to the hourly because we did it hourly every once in a while, you know, when we were in between studios. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're practicing a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I'm thinking, oh, do we really need to practice? You know, who are right. you? A song we've been playing for a year right. and a half, two years for sure. now, and then I think, you know what? No, it's smart just to do it. Have you seen those? Uh, have you seen any of the Kurt Cobain doc- documentaries? Uh. I saw a montage of heck. Okay, that's the one where he they like literally show you on screen uh a like a a handwritten letter he wrote to Dave that was like you're too lazy, we need to be practicing every single day like <laughs> like three like like twice daily sometimes. Like it's so for people to be like, oh yeah, he didn't want to be famous is like crazy to me because it's like it's so obvious his work ethic is like this is all yeah, he cares about. All he wants is for this do. to be the biggest band of all time. You yeah. know, he just like happened to have depression. You know, yeah. or he was murdered by Courtney, which is probably what happened. What um, you, you're a believer in that? <laughs> I kind of there's a, there's another documentary that's like really good at like what, pinning it on bleach or something. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, soaked in bleach. Wow, you know the names well. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of music documentaries. That's another one of my. That's times. a good one, dude. I love that shit. Um, dude, I, have you I, seen any I good ones? Like the people actually talk about that one though, like people who knew him. I mean, they no, say of course it's they insane. Say that, they say it should be illegal. They're like, that's so absurd, false. right? Like, no one, I guess, was close in the circle. Believes I, it. But it's kind of it's it's, it's insane to pe- to for this de- detective to just make that documentary. Yes, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're <laughs> thinking about doing a segment of this show where Chris just tries to convince us of conspiracies. Oh my god. <laughs> Because he's conspiracy guy. Oh my god, I would <laughs> fall for all of those. Um, but what else? What else have you seen lately? Uh, I what, think are your, greatest, what are some of your favorites? Even greatest documentary of all time, and it might be biased because one of my favorite bands is the Oasis one. Okay, Supersonic. The same guys who it. did Amy, which is in a phenomenal. Yeah, one that too. one's really good. Uh, did this one, and have if you, you want to be excited about being in a band, this yeah. one will get you jazzed up. Have you seen the George Harrison one? Living in a material world. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. That couldn't be... I wish that was longer, and it's so it's fucking long. <laughs> it's so long. The Tom Petty one's four hours, too. Yeah, that one's really long. And so the Eagles one's super long, too. Yeah, the Eagles one, I... Uh, that one took me a couple bites. You know, I'll be honest. I I love the Eagles. Okay. They're phenomenal songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Love their music. I've seen them live a couple times. Okay. Uh, that documentary just made me not like them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't know what it was. And then somebody... I, I was listening to another interview. This woman was saying, you know... Basically, the Eagles documentary was a guy who takes a huge shit and then wants everyone to be impressed by how big his piece of shit is, <laughs> and like just like lays it out there yeah. and nobody's biting on it, you know. So. Yeah. Thomas got really pissed at me when I said that because he loves he the loves Eagles. that one. Yeah, I like uh, I don't love the Eagles, but I love certain Eagles songs. Yeah, one of these nights is one of my favorite. Oh, tracks. that's such that a cool song. So good. That is yeah. such a cool song. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's one of your things outside of music. What's you guys had a weird show at the Echo, or you you felt like you had a weird show? I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I you know, I love the Echo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I that was one of our first East Side shows. I guess I don't know what you call where you define East Side beginning. Echo Park is definitely East Side. Yes. Yeah. So that was one of our first East Side shows in a long time, and I think yeah. the crowds are different sometimes. Definitely. So we got really comfortable on over on the other side of town, like Hollywood and those kind of yeah. places. Um. So I was so excited to play the Echo because I've been mm-hmm. going there for years. I've seen Love you guys it. there. Yeah. You know, I've seen so many good bands. And I don't know. I just, you know, I got on stage and just, I wasn't feeling the, the connection until about like six songs in. Finally, for the last three songs, I kind of felt that energy again. And I just don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I usually don't let it get to me. And I'm able to play through it, but that one just didn't feel right, you know? That's so... I just think it's such a thing for like one guy to not be feeling it. Yeah, you know, and then everybody else like that's a great show. We've yeah, had. dude, yeah. definitely. We de- I came out. I came out of the Troubadour show, or like, I don't know. All of our like LA headliners, we all have different favorite ones. Really? Yeah. Like, do you have a favorite show of all time that you played? I think for me, it's uh, it's the Troubadour. Because that was the first time we sold out a venue in LA. March. That was, was February. February. Yeah, late February of 2018. Right. That was our first really big LA show. That was kind of after a rebuilding period for us, mm-hmm. and um, and we sold it out the night of, and it was super exciting, and That's it was, and we just so that week was crazy because it went Thursday. Was Thursday we got on Billboard. None of my business got on Billboard. Wow. Friday, the record came out. Saturday, we sold out the Troubadour. <laughs> Sunday, we went to Korean barbecue to celebrate. <laughs> and Monday, we lost our job. <laughs> Me and Colin did. <laughs> so that was like the craziest week and then like the biggest like spit you out on the other side of it, you know? Yeah, but you're losing your job after the best thing that could happen. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then the Echo was a close second. The last okay. time we played yeah, it, that was, was a great show. So fun, and like that room when you're up there and people are screaming reverberates in an insane way where you're like, oh my god, you feel it. Yeah, and then I think some one. I think Matt's that was an earlier show, right? Uh, like yeah, day, that was yeah. other thing too. It was a Saturday early show, so that's always a weird vibe. That's so impressive, though. Um, thanks, and then uh, and then the Telegram was obviously like that. Would, I don't know. It's all fun. See, that's so funny. It's all fun to play in the city. I didn't see you at the Troubadour show, which is uh-huh. one of my biggest biggest regrets in mm-hmm. terms of concerts i chose to go to but uh i saw you at that telegram show right. and that was probably my favorite i've seen of you guys okay i yeah. love that one i, I thought that played was incredible really well that night yeah well, i um, felt like the crowd was like yeah right there yeah it was pretty you had them from moment one so yeah and you guys did a great cover at the end too thanks <laughs> uh i love that song um what's i usually save that for later but it's funny because you're the first one at ask me what our best show was or my favorite show of ours but oh, i, I asked that every, I'm always i ask everybody what's yeah. your guys best, what's your favorite show you guys ever played uh the last troubadour one uh-huh. probably my favorite now before that was the time that we opened for the Vis kicks. kicks i was at that show yeah. yeah yeah that's one of the first times we hung out one of the first times we hung out one of the first times i saw you guys play that was because that was for us holy crap this is what yeah we need to be doing you know like a yes. sold-out show at the Troubadour yeah. opening for a great band like them. And not only that, they also, like, that was a well-thought-out show. 
Yeah. They had the mannequins on stage yeah. and all that stuff. They had the decor. They did they, production for that. They thing, did production man. for it, man. And they all wore like matching the jackets. And you're like, damn, you guys are rock and roll stars. They like, still say sure. it's uh I asked them recently what was their favorite show, and that's still their favorite show. Really? They said. Hmm. The funny thing is. I loved that show. Then they hit a tour. They left for tour right then. Yeah. And the next day they played in Vegas at like a Top Golf or something. Yeah. And like, God damn it, can't it just be the true movie? Dude, it's such a it's such a wake up call. Yeah. That's why we were so happy we did that Echo show at the end of that South by oh, Run. That's, that's how you gotta do it. Dude, if we started with that and then went and played that Phoenix show, it would have been a like a huge demoralizing moment, honestly. Because yeah. we played the show in Phoenix that we played to like maybe forty people, you right. know? Forty's good though. Forty's good, but it was it didn't feel good after you know yeah, what I mean? After like what we just done. See, to me that's it's I get hungrier when we do a show like the Troubadour. That's so healthy. And then go, <laughs> I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, and I'm sure you have had this moment yeah. too when you're driving up to a gig and it's like you see the venue and you just go, oh, <laughs> fuck, how am I going to get yeah, this one? Yeah, but dude, you, thank God you have that mentality because if not, you're going to rest on your laurels and like our laurels are not that big. You know no, what no, I mean? No, they're like not. we are aware of this. <laughs> That's like a reminder sometimes. You but know yeah, what I mean? No, it makes me, it's like, because then it's like, all right. Like, we just did this in L.A. I want to make this happen in yeah. Dallas. You yeah, know? totally. Or I want totally. to make this happen in Houston or whatever yeah. city it is. You know. Yeah, playing with the kicks is always a good thing because you oh, can yeah. see how ravenous their fans are and yeah. they're, like, good fans. And you can see how, like, those dudes are, like, our age and they're pros. Like, they're yeah. so good at, at um, like, like, literally down to, like, I learned from Trevor at that Dallas show that it's, a good idea to yell last call for merch when you're wrapping up your merch. That's you, you would never think Thank that you. unless you saw something like that. But yeah, dude, literally just do that. Like the other night we had a so far. When you open for somebody, do you do, would you still do that? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, you're right. Yeah. That's I mean right. I mean what's what's gonna happen? Like a couple people are here you maybe chuckle, but like we did a so far the other day and I said last call for merch like because i learned that from trevor and we made 45 more bucks and like that's 45 bucks we wouldn't have made you know that's, yeah it was like two hats and a cd yeah you know and like people literally jumped from a different line to grab it and went back you know so it's like you've ever had one of those crazy crazy merch nights yeah oh yeah those are the best dude we had one in colorado springs but that was like for some reason like the best show this mogli store it was so good really yeah colorado well, colorado the black goes crazy for music we've never dude, played there and we've heard insane things you guys got to play the black sheep i think you'll love it and yeah. they'll love you for sure. Dude, I, I mean, it's this weird. kick said the same thing. Yeah, it's like a Denver-sized crowd with like the energy of like Salt Lake City, you know, right. where it's like sober Dude, but like Salt Lake fired City up for you. is one of my favorite places to play. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. We City freaks up. me out a little bit. Sorry if anybody from Salt Lake listens to this, <laughs> but I love playing there Yeah, so me much. too. We, dude, our last tour, we played Salt Lake on a Sunday and this tour we're playing Salt Lake on a Sunday again. How'd it go? Terrible. Really? Nobody's going to be there, dude. It's, oh my God, can't it's go Sunday. Out on Sunday. What was I thinking? Yeah. We played on a Monday. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, God, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good thing. It's packed. No, we literally, we had like the biggest, like we, we played it on a Saturday, sold out room. And then we played it on a, but we were opening for a local. Uh-huh. And then we played it on a Sunday the next time. And it was like the spillover from that show was like 15, you know? Yeah. But it was like. Hey, 15. That's good. Yeah. 15 whatever. coming out on a Sunday when they're not supposed to. <laughs> exactly. They're all, right. all in trouble. They're all <laughs> risking it to come see a space. See, now that's rock back. and roll right there. <laughs> You gotta make it feel something like What's that. What's the worst show you've ever played? Oh, man. Personally or just a band? Wise? I guess either like your least favorite show or when you guys collectively decide what this is the worst show we've ever played. 
That's a tough one. Um, I think my least favorite show for sure was one of our first nationwide tours. Actually, it was our first nationwide tour. You know, I was TMing it, obviously, because that was my job. Sure. And we were in Chicago the night before. We were going to Indianapolis the next day. Okay. And I dropped the ball so hard because there's a time change. Yeah. That I was totally unaware of. Oh, shit. And so we woke up. You just reminded me I need to put that on our spreadsheet. It helps. Saves everything. Yeah. Uh, After that, haven't made that mistake again, which is nice. But, you know, I, I dropped the ball big time. And the guys were pissed. I was mm-hmm. pissed at myself. Of course. Like, I was silent. You're like, like beaten up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't believe I dropped this ball. So we missed sound check by a mile. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we've never missed sound check this badly. And then we showed up, loaded our gear on, directly on the stage, plugged in and played. Stressed. Stressed as hell. I, super anxious. I don't know if we played all right, how bad it went. I think it went over all right. Cause but the energy must have been brutal. Huh? Yeah. And, you know, I felt, felt bad. So then we had like a big, big meeting after that. Yeah, but the one thing that luckily changed around right right away yeah. is we played this place called the Rathskeller. Yeah, shout out to Dan there. Okay, that place is incredible because he gives you unlimited beer and <laughs> free food. Uh huh. So we all end up getting very very drunk together to isn't kind that, of forget it. Isn't it crazy it? how that becomes the greatest currency on the road? Oh yeah, the number one currency oh, yeah. is like free getting food. fed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so that happened, and yeah, never let it happen again. But. I think I can't remember like the but there's a lesson. learning lesson. There's a very clear learning lesson. Yeah, the know? best thing was I mean, and you didn't miss the show. The, the, yeah, we made the show, and then the guys, you know, the guys were pissed. But then I mean, Johnny just looked at me. He's like, "Dude, don't let it happen again. We're yeah. fine." And yeah. it hasn't happened again, so we're yeah. good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you done the San Francisco to Portland drive yet? No, oh. we haven't even been up there yet. Okay, here's a warning. We got two. We have one day off between Portland and Nassau. Oh, good God! We're playing Oakland too, so we don't have to go into the city. So that will help. Just so you know, it's a ten-hour drive. I thought it was four hours the first time we were going up there. And we ch- luckily checked the night before. Dude, it's... So, so we didn't sleep. We just oh, stayed yeah. up and, and just drove. Dude, that wh- why is the West Coast so brutal? I look at, like, bands I know on the East Coast, and they're like, Philly, New York, New Jersey, like, all these cities are, like, an hour And then you time it out, and it's an hour and a half to two hours. It's, it's like, dude, insane. what? Yeah. So jealous. <laughs> like, closest... I mean, let's let's not count Southern California, mm-hmm. like, San Diego, but, like, yeah. closest place that we're going to play... Is at least four and a half hours to Vegas or right. five hours to Phoenix. To Phoenix. And the other thing too is like it feels like you're not even touring because you're in California the whole time. But right. those are the, really the only markets that make sense. Right. Like literally it makes more sense to go play a show in Santa Barbara than to try to play in Vegas. <laughs> Honestly. Like because Vegas doesn't have a rock scene. They got like that one club, you know? Yeah, we've never played Vegas. We well, played we did the award NHL award show there. That counts. I'm going to count it. Thank you. I'll take it. They put yeah. us up in a hotel room. For sure. Great. Oh, dude, all that stuff sounds so sick. You guys are so perfect for sports stuff. I'm glad they're selling you that way because it is huge. So what what all have you guys done sports-wise? NHL. Uh, we've done... Award show and, and on... The Winter Classic. Right. Yeah, the Winter Classic this past year, and then we're doing a Kings game October 19th. No way. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing... And then we did a Super That's Bowl sick. stuff. Who are they playing? Calgary, Calgary Flames. Okay, I think. Yes, okay. that's you, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, continue. And then we did Super Bowl stuff where we played a couple tailgate things that were like hosted Sick. by the yeah. NFL itself. Um, and then yeah, our songs have just been used in you know football and do they NHL stuff? Dude, that's huge. I mean, yeah. that's that's awesome. It's very specific. Yeah, is it's it, so funny to think though back like 10, 9, or maybe 15 years ago, yeah. bands were so anti putting their stuff on anything. Now everybody's like, good for you. Dude, dude. Yeah, if you can get any money 
from your music, we're all about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of us. Like, I mean, I look at it as this is an insane business. It's, it's the Wild West where there are no rules. Yeah. And you have to take any advantage you can. Totally. So short of doing anything criminal, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking to become an artist, just do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Well, okay, so how did you guys even um, get connected with the label in the first place? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Uh, that's a funny story. So we were playing, it was our second show ever. We were playing mm-hmm. at this place called the Tiki Bar down in Orange County. Okay. Classic venue for like your first or second show, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, Bringers. Green Day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Green Day did uh, did like a surprise show there one time. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it was like our second show and there's just these random people in the crowd and maybe they got, they were told about us by some, like a friend mm-hmm. of a friend. I don't know exactly. Yeah. So we, and they came up to us and talked to us afterwards and told us that they were kind of, you know, in the music scene. Uh-huh. Um, so we kind of just kept contact with them and, you know, they'd give us some advice about stuff, whatever. And then flash forward to like a year and a half past that, we did this like battle of the bands thing for Kayla West that we won in LA. Sick. And then they, to go on to the next round, mm-hmm. you have to sign an option deal, for, like Whoa. a seven year or seven contract crazy thing for big machine whoa and like luckily i have a little bit of a law background when it comes to like that kind of stuff so i read through it and i was like guys i don't think we can sign this and luckily right around then those contacts in the music industry came up to us and were saying hey we're forming a new label Uh with universal we want you to be our first signing don't sign that and we're like okay well that's edge out right yeah so edge out records so Uh we jump ship on a deal in our hands which was the smartest move we could have done at the time. Yeah. And then, of course, as all big companies do, they take forever for them to actually come through on totally. what they did. So we did about another year on our own. Well, I remember that. I remember so much of just checking with you guys. Be like, what's ha- what's the word, man? It's like, she has chatting. Well, because like, every we were supposed we to were, tell you that. <laughs> we were getting told. We were yeah. getting told what we were telling you is basically like, oh yeah, they told us two weeks. Oh yeah, they told us two weeks. Oh, yeah, they told us to. And then it's just <laughs> finally two weeks have added up to a year. And you're like, all right, what the hell's going on yeah, here? And then you check in. And you're just like, yo, yeah, I've been waiting for this email. Yeah, you've told me two weeks for forever. <laughs> and then it finally came through. And um, yeah, I mean, they've been, you know, it's a label. So yeah, there's positives and negatives. For and sure. They've been incredibly helpful so far. So yeah, that was, I mean, that's a frustrating thing. Do you ever think about that other deal? Do you ever go like, what if we did do that one? Or, or did it look like it was screwed from the beginning? I think I screwed from the beginning. I mean, I think it would have been, we signed to them, we record stuff right away, they push it as the winners of this contest, which is a bad branding, in my mind, Dude, from the definitely. get-go. When we played, uh, when we opened for the Animals, it's because we won that Battle of the Bands mm-hmm. in Santa Monica, and it, like, literally, instead of saying arms, it came out everywhere, it said, it said like, uh, AOC, like this, like acronym for whatever their battle of the bands AOC is called. AOC winner two thousand exactly to next to our name yeah. every single time. It's such a it's, bad look, right? It just doesn't feel authentic. No, and you're like, dude. And then we're first to three on this bill. We get fifteen minutes, and then fifteen, uh, fifteen minutes for sure. Three yeah. or four songs. Just. Yeah, we got literally three songs, and then you just got to be out of the way because like Eric <laughs> Burden's gonna play. You know what I mean? But uh, but whatever. I mean, it's a thing to say later. But yeah. in the time being, you're just like, dude, it's why does it have to resume have... builder, as they say? It's such an asterisk. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, you got. I mean, those are good things. To do, yeah. Obviously. But yeah. So then, uh, I mean, looking back on it, no, I'm really happy we went with what we did. Good. My biggest regret in our career so far, mm-hmm. which is obviously, hopefully, in the very, very early stages still. Yeah. 
Um, I wish that we truly produced and recorded an album of how we wanted to sound exactly. Okay. So that way we could have a much more staple thing and shop that around in a sense, or at least be like, this you is guys what... shit sounds good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm incredibly happy with how yeah. the EP turned out. And we did do a lot of recording on our own. Uh-huh. But when it comes to discussions with the label about like a creative path, yeah, you know, I wish we could have pointed back like, Hey, this is what we, this is our sound. This is what we agreed right. on that we're going into this thing with. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. And I mean, I think, and I'm incredibly happy with the first EP mm-hmm. and the second EP had its, you know, it's like a birthing of a baby in a sense. It goes through, you go through a lot of it, which I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> I'm not a woman, but uh, this is the closest analogy you can make is recording some right. songs with your boys. And I'm saying, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, shaking their heads. Like, are you kidding me? How did you ever say that? Um, but I mean, I'm, I, at the end of the day, after all the knocking of the heads and the back and forwards, I am incredibly proud of what this, the second EP is. Cool. And I think it's, it shows a, a great different side of us and it's a little more acoustic, a little more open and, yeah. um, I'm but so it doesn't familiar. lose the edge, which no, is nice. No, no, we still know? have a couple songs on there yeah. that are like the classic, just, yeah. you know, straight ahead rock and roll yeah. songs, like you said. Um, I think one of the things that's unique about you guys that we have that I love is that you guys are another band of roommates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're living like the full on, like eight what days a week. Expect. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like Beatles in a bunk bed yeah. situation. Does Matt ever feel left out? <laughs> Uh, I think he did. I mean, we used to all live together in Culver. And then he lived with his girlfriend. And then so he moved out. So it was his decision. We were looking for a place with four bedrooms initially. And then when we moved to this neighborhood, we moved to a place with three bedrooms. Okay. And then uh, we met Tasha. Or we knew her, but we like became friends with her. Right. All of her roommates left and we just got to populate this house. This is awesome. So, I mean, there just hasn't been an avenue for it anyway. Mm -hmm. But... We are all so much happier now that he's living a mile away from us. Right. That's so it's much way better. And like he's over all the time. You know, this is definitely the hub. It's definitely hard for him to get us to go over there. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure yes. he's jealous and he's pissed got about three that. Guys anchored yeah, here. but it's yeah. like we're gonna win the argument. Absolutely. You know? It's so funny. Um Yeah, living together, I mean, or living in as you said, close yeah. is such a huge thing. Do you guys stay chill? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like yeah. I mean, it's you know, we're all different. Yeah. They called me on some stuff that I didn't realize what I was doing, which is Interesting. nice. You know, like I like what? I listen to podcasts a lot. Me too. And when I take showers, my shower is kind of in a hallway of like so that's sort of close to Johnny and Thomas. Are you listening to podcasts while you're in the shower? And I listen to them loud. You have to because you can't even hear. It's not like music. My root, yeah. You have to listen. The to frequency loud. is needs a blast. And the the way the bathroom set up, there's this <laughs> incredibly loud fan that has to be turned on with the light too. So no you're the loudest what. guy right now. So I, so they called, they're like, dude, you know, you were like, like we can hear your podcast. The entire house. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So I started to turn it down and try to figure yeah. out better ways. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we get along great and obviously having four bedrooms is I think key. To literally, that. literally the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, when we were living down in Orange County, you know, I lived five minutes from Thomas. Mm-hmm. Johnny lived 30 minutes from us. Okay. And Josh lived like forty minutes from okay. us in different ways. Like Johnny was here, or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we had a central studio that we'd all meet at. It's literally wherever the majority is. Right. <laughs> well, that Tom, so Thomas and I when we they we, they all come over to like yeah. our places uh-huh. when we're doing other stuff other than practicing. Right. But 
living the only thing I would say about living separately and having the central place as the studio yeah. that was so helpful is we went to the studio almost every day. Yeah. And we practiced so much. And also it has to be game time because it's like I'm not driving 30 minutes to come chill. Like we got to like write. Yes. You know, we got to work. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we would spend eight to nine hours a day in this thing. Good for you. Practicing. Because yeah. we would do, you know, four hour cover shows and yeah. stuff like that. Just get our chops Did up. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's how we paid for our first recording. That's why you guys have so many covers in your fucking pocket. Yeah. Because you guys would, I remember like the first, what, the kickback we did together and you guys just whipped out, hey Jude. Yeah. That became ripped. like a staple for us. That was hella fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. That, that was, was a great such time. a fun night, dude. That was. I was so happy to see you the other night, by the way. Like, I was delighted when you and Derek, when we all went over to Matt's. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just miss you guys. That's I That know. was great. Oh, I feel like that was it's, a super good night. Now living in LA, I've seen you way more. A often, lot more, so much but better. but it's still yeah. And I was I was missing Derek because he's on the East Coast. Yeah, ripping yeah. those shows. But it was just nice. I felt. Did uh, he drive? No, they flew. They had to fly, and they had to pay for flights for all his band members for co- for coming with them. Yeah, I think he. I hope he got a little bit of support. No, oh, he told me about that. Yeah, when I I think he was signing with them right when we were. Yeah, it was the same. The was, Shea Cafe show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, God, we've been swimming around each other's stuff for so long. <laughs> We gotta figure. Uh, every I don't know. I'm waiting for one of us to to really blow up so we can all go on the road together and stop worrying about it. So much. Fun. You know what I mean? That would be that would be debaucherous though. Yeah, it would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I also okay. I alluded to it, but like, part of that excitement is like you're a social guy. Like you're you're at a show or doing something every night. Like you're always seeing people. I try you know? to. Oh shit! Actually, Matt invited me to go see a band tonight. You can, I'm going, I don't know, are you free tonight? Are you busy tonight? Oh, yeah, I'm free tonight. Okay. That's the thing. We're going, but, to, we're going to see Steven's band, Steven, our producer. Yes, a bootleg. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I really want to go. Um, yeah, I'll go. Actually, I should text him. I was going to say I was supposed to text him if I can go or not. I'm going to text him right now. So well, so I, oh, yeah, that's fine. You can text him. I, I, I'm going to a podcast taping before, and then I'm going to the show after. <laughs> no, way. what podcast? I, I listen to Doug Loves Movies every week. Do you know it? No. Doug Benson. You know the comedian Doug Benson? Hmm. Okay. But that's what that poster's for. Do you know that movie, Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, of course. Lived, it's Lived I Repeat is the other name for it. Well, so it's, you know, Edge of Tomorrow was just such a stupid name, so they tried to rebrand it. Right. It's actually an a awesome movie. I know. It's a good it. movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my poster's Lived I Repeater. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'm I'm going to that, and then I'm going to go to the Twin XL show after, because I'll get out at 9.30. Yeah. Twin XL plays at 10, so. Twin XL, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you guys have told me about them. I, I really want to check them out. Um, but you're saying, yeah, it's like social guy. I mean, I, I think it's just, as you said, it's a personality thing because I genuinely love doing it. Well, you're such an extrovert. And I, you're you're a good you're a good talker. I don't know. Too. It just seems like you get a lot of energy from being around people. You I know? do. You enjoy yeah, it. I do. Um, and I feel like a lot of my bandmates, a lot of the time, are not. They're pretty great. They're homebody you know? dudes, for yeah. sure. I mean, they, they have their rooms. They do what they need to do. You know, I mean, like, I would say Josh the least. Based on what I've seen, Josh is yeah. Josh is closest to closest yeah. to what I do. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were down in Orange County, we'd go to the Wayfair right. four times a week, right? Just to go hang yeah. out, um, which was a really funny time. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I just I love doing it. And There's I that exciting towny people. time, by the way. There's that exciting ta- towny time. You know, when you're just like rolling around and being like, "We're gonna be the best band ever." Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you always have those conversations. Yeah, dude, dude it's so gonna, funny. We're gonna blow up in two we're weeks. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm no, sorry. nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I. But that was something I love to do, and you know, another thing I would say to, because people have, we've started getting those DMs mm-hmm. now that you know we got credibility or whatever yeah. you want to say. 
like, oh, what would you say to an artist starting out? I think one of the things that we learned very early on is if you're playing a show, you stay till that show ends, even if you're the first of seven openers. Right. You know what I mean? That's a huge, that's a huge lesson. No matter what. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe one of the bands you become really close with, like yeah. we did with the Vista Kicks mm-hmm. or whatever, or just like you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you have to be social. You have to be willing to talk to them. And well, it's part of the job. Hang too. out. Yeah. So I think that is a thing like Matt, Matt and I tend to be the ones, Chris and Colin tend to be the homebodies and yeah. Matt and I tend to be the ones who want to go out, but him more, so much more so than me. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that like, I like spending time with my girlfriend <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and he likes to go out. But, uh, but like, it's so important to have that guy, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's so important to like realize that it is a benefit to not just think of yourself in such an insular way right. as a band, you know, it's like. Oh, I don't know. The- well, no, because, yeah, I think that's that's so true. Obviously, you know, we were Orange County when we were starting out, and all we talked about was, oh, we got to get to LA. We might as well have been in Orange County when we were on the west side, though. It did feel that way. Like, when we it were, is, it is when a we little were in Westchester, it feel, felt Culver like Culver City does feel a little far. It feels a little, like, you know? uh, like not even far distance-wise, but far, like, scene-wise. I don't know. You can't yeah. really, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the musicians are kind of sporadically placed over there. Yeah. It, it, I'm trying to think where the most, like, the biggest hub of west side musicians yeah and it must it's probably venice or something like that but we don't Um, really know that scene at all i don't either it's funny because all of like you know the scene that we are very familiar with is all over on this side of town and it's or really far i mean highland park is far highland park is far you know and it's i mean at night it takes 20 minutes yeah and then it took me 50 minutes we're in this city yeah you know it's it's all worth it you know um yeah i just love love doing it i love that about you i think that's what time's that taping you're going to uh, it's at eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about how you guys are the only guys who have us beat in, uh, in white names. <laughs> oh, easily. <laughs> yeah, the only people that could beat Peter, Matt, Chris, Colin are Scott, Josh, John, and Tom. <laughs> I don't think any of, not one of those names could be any other race. And Jack. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris, I mean, I've, I've met. You know, people with different races named Chris. <laughs> yeah, sure. Peter, even. Yeah. But, like, our names, that's it. They're locked in. Josh yeah. is the most ethnic <laughs> name of so. the story. <laughs> that's saying a lot, That's too. saying a yeah. ton. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. You're the only ones who have us beat. Oh, my God. One of the things about you guys is, like, I've I've definitely watched you guys get so good. You guys are so tight now. Mm-hmm. And and I, I feel like you guys have, like, improved a ton. Like, everybody... I don't know. I've just like seen you guys play a lot of shows, and all of a sudden, like you're like the last time I saw you guys, you're like ripping on bass, and like everybody seemed really tight. Oh, thank you. From the jump, boom, boom. what's <laughs> what's up? We're the Jacks. You know, <laughs> we know it. We have it locked in in our brain. Every, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. All of our friends are like, I can't wait for that part. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's Colin's favorite part. <laughs> um, but uh, but do you was did you feel like there was a moment where you guys started clicking? Did you feel like you guys always had it, and it was a gradual thing, or did you feel like there's a moment where you started being able to like, I don't know, start ripping a little bit. See, it's so funny because as I'm sure you understand when yeah. you're in it, mm-hmm. you don't see the getting the better progress. Yeah. or the progress. Sure. So when we were first starting out, we're like, oh, we're so good. Yeah. We're so, we're so good. And, and then, then you look, look back and you're like, watch a video and go, oh, Jesus, man. Who hired them? Yeah. <laughs> who let us play? Who booked them? Yeah. Thank, thank you to all those people. Right. Exactly. Did, you know? But I, yeah, it's now looking back and it feels a lot more tight and just 
I feel like I lock in with Josh really well. Yeah, which you do. Feels great. You guys do. Thank well, you. that's the thing is I've seen like what it is is there's two places where I've seen like the craft improve. There's you as a bassist mm-hmm. and you guys as performers. You guys, mm-hmm. you're such a good performer. Oh, you know, thank you. you guys like have a really good. Well, I mean, it's bands like you guys that inspired us. Really, to be like that. Absolutely, that's really nice, man. Because uh, I mean, before we would stand there like statues, right? And we come and see bands like you guys, and we go. Oh, we got to step it up a little bit. What are we doing? That's what happened to us, too. I mean, I always liked running around a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, like, at some point, me and Chris developed some, like, let's do some ridiculous bits, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, when we enjoyed doing them, you know? Yeah. It is a fine line between getting hokey, you know, and having oh, a bit. It's, it's a very fine line. But I don't mind being a little hokey if, like, people are just laughing. Because they like understand it. it's, like, not from a yeah. serious... People like it. You know? I, uh, but I mean, that's what was up with the Jacks. It's like, it's like part of it. Yeah. The show, you know what I mean? Yeah. People look forward to it. Yeah. That'd be hilarious if you saved it for the last track. We might have to. <laughs> we might, you we guys might just see have if you to. just like save it and see if people miss it. Well, we've been open with the same song for so long because it works for us. Right. Dude, well, we, we try to shift around the set and then we realize like the, the opener that we have right now, the like instrumental thing that we do when we go into miscommunication mm-hmm. is really good for us. Yeah. What do you guys start with? It's Who Are You? Pretty much every Yeah, song. it's Who Are You? And so I recently was like, holy shit, we've been opening with that song for almost two years now. Yeah. Like, can we please do something else? And then we try and it doesn't, I don't know, it's working. It doesn't hit as hard. Yeah. But I think uh, we've been writing a lot more stuff that should, should. But uh, back to me being kind of a better basis, I, you know. Do you ever think about, do you ever think about opening with like some sort of interlude or something? Like not necessarily a song, but you can yeah. like, go into a different track? All the time. Okay. All the time. We, I mean, we've been working on a lot of uh, transitions. Okay, good. In terms yeah. of just like becoming more musical, Fluid. and so mm-hmm. it's not just song and song yeah. and kind of yeah. thing. And that's a lot more fun. That makes it feel like an actual like show to me. And it gives you like a part to be excited about when yeah. you're like playing the same tracks every night. Too. Yeah. But but what you're saying about me being yeah, you, bassist, you as a bassist, I, uh, you know, I've never really felt like I'm a good bassist. Really? And that's you know, it's as funny or as I'm not trying to be self depreciative to look for a compliment in any way. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just how I feel about it, yeah. and I think the biggest thing that's made me feel better about my playing is Josh. In all honesty, yeah, because he just to me is just like a phenomenal drummer that it makes it so easy for me to lock in with. And it's good to have a, a backbone that you yeah. can trust. I trust every time Josh gets behind the kit. I I'm not there's not a single part of me that's like, what if he messes up tonight? Right, not, never goes through my head, and that's what the other guys too. Totally. Which no, is, but but it's something about the drummer being behind you, you gotta trust that yeah. guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know what he's doing back there. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. But I mean, that's yeah. We tr- it's super nice to have like, oh, that guy can rip. Don't worry about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's so nice. I, it's and I'm sure you you fully understand too. But being in a band like this, where it's that's it. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. Yeah, it becomes such a, a a brotherhood and a trust thing because like you're going up there every night. Yeah, and you know. That they're gonna kill it. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like if I was in a bunch of different projects, and I'm speaking just from my personal perspective, because uh-huh. I know, especially in the LA scene, it's so hard gun. City. So many people can play in seven different projects totally. and just and rip it no matter yeah. what, because they're incredible. I can't do that. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think I'm also like I benefit from being in this band. Like whatever the, the alchemy was to put you in your situation, I think is important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um I was actually talking to a guy uh, in the shelters. His name is Ryan. Okay. And his his line is that there's 50 musicians in L.A. and there's 500 bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. 
Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah. then somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting a new project. It's like, yeah. what is it? I was like, oh, just me. Yeah, just me. <laughs> and it's like, wait, but that's what we're here seeing right now. Me and eight looper pedals. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or me and this one other, my, my co-writer. Right, you know, right. and you're just like, dude, what? Well, <laughs> my, so, my writing partner. Yeah. You know what's great that I love to see is, uh, I feel like Runner went from being, and I might be, I, I don't want to think that they're, I'm offending them in any yeah, way. You're good. They went from, to me, being like a project because I knew Nate was in a couple other things. And now I feel like they're just so good. Like, they, they feel to me like a this is their thing. Like, this is their band. Yeah, they, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with their music. Their music is insane. Noah's, Noah's like write, writing crazy art house shit. Yeah. Like, straight up, like art, just art music. Yeah. It's so good. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. Chatting with them was really good. It gave me a lot of perspective on like how involved Nate is. Yeah. From the jump. Yeah. Um, I yeah, seen but guys in a while. yeah, those. I mean, they're they're just doing a good job, man. They're just yeah. doing a good job. They get it, and he and they had a vision from from the beginning too. Is it's the great. thing. It's like I we are the guys, but we want to make this a huge, like a ton of pieces, like mm-hmm. seven piece band or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I think it's. I think it goes to show. But the other thing too is like they, they made friends with us and some of the other like like some other people like like Warner and stuff like people. They just were really calculated and like, we're not going to do a headlining show until we really feel ready. Yeah. Stuff like that is so crucial to, to looking like, I don't know, because appearance is super important in this situation. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, if you appear like, oh yeah, we're cranking, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. like, a lot of that had to do with like, they just supported and like got in good at the Moroccan and like played there like seven times. Like stuff like that is like. And now they're opening for huge. Huge people. Yeah, they're doing that Pine Grove show. Pine Grove. The Fonda. Wow. Yeah, dude. What a venue. Next Tuesday? What a great venue. Dude. You got a lady? I do. Three of you guys have ladies now? Yes. Yeah. Does that affect how you guys write? Does that affect how you guys are as a band? No. Is everybody feeling I, supported? I did sometimes. Really? Tell me why. Uh, well, when when we started getting busier, yeah. obviously, girlfriends are... Sometimes, like, not a distraction in a way, because they can be a great sense of support, mm-hmm. as, as what we've all been feeling recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can come at, you know, band, being in a band, and that, like, basically we became the second girlfriend, or, right. you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like a constant tug and pull. Um, and luckily, you know, Josh's and Johnny's girlfriends and mine are all incredibly supportive of the yeah. band. Whereas if they weren't for a little, that could really damage the relationship totally you know, so well it's a crazy thing i mean like i've been in my relationship essentially as long as we've been a band yeah you know so it's like i don't it's really know the situation without right it, you know and so uh it's always interesting when somebody picks something up later and it's like your habits change a little bit you yeah know? i'm just curious how that is i mean for i you you know i will say you're the one 100 <laughs> yeah you know the most recent in yeah it. i definitely saw myself making decisions that i wouldn't before yeah and I got called out on it, right? 100% in the right that right. I got called out on it, and it made me reevaluate it. And it hasn't changed my relationship with my girlfriend at well, all. Well, yeah, now. I think that's one of the things is like I, you know, last tour, we used to be way harder on each other. We were like really hard on Colin when he went abroad to study and he mm-hmm. was gone for a summer. And we were really hard on Matt when he flew home from the first uh, tour we did out of state, you mm-hmm. know? And this last time I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I fly to Denver early to meet up? with Emily right. and, and spend some time with her because it's my birthday weekend and stuff. And he was basically, Matt was the one to be like, dude, we got to let each other do stuff like this. If not, we're going to resent each other. Yeah. You can't have any bad blood it's, like that. It's such a 
healthy thing to come to a realization. Yeah. We were the same way when we were starting out. It's like, yeah. this is it. This, this is, is all the you, most important thing. And then you think about it, it's like, about. what did we do that month that was that important? Yeah. You know what and I mean? I mean? And that's a great way to look at it if you want to get better. And you should yeah. obviously think it's incredibly important, but it is so healthy yeah. to give yourself some breaks yeah. and to do other stuff like that and be okay with your bandmates doing other stuff like that. That was the lesson we had to learn, I think, a little bit, you yeah. know? And I feel, oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, like, the first couple guys to, like, get the brunt of that. It's just frustration, I think, out of, like, everybody wanting to be, like, but can't we, like, be fully committed to this all the time? Yeah. But then, like, when it's your turn, you're, like, dang, I feel yeah. like a hypocrite. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, I, I mean, I'll admit it. I was pretty hard on Johnny. Totally. At the very beginning, you know? Yeah. And that's because I literally had nothing else, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not fair at, at all to him. Mm-hmm. And he finally was, like, dude, you got to be cool with me hanging out with my girlfriend. I was, like. You're so right. You know yeah. what I mean? But it takes a minute. It's, yeah. I don't know. That's such, a, that's such a learning thing. At the end of the day, I still try to make it, like, let's say I'm hoping to go um, to San Diego for a weekend just to have, like, a vacation or right. whatever. And, like, not like I need vacations in my <laughs> life, but I, uh, I, you know, I won't book it or say, I, I won't fully commit to it until, like, the day before. Right. Because right. if, let's say, out of nowhere, something pops up that weekend, I can't go, I can't. I would stick in with the band. That's you know a classic. I mean? Getting asked like months in advance, do you think we could go on a trip? And it's like, I think so. Yeah. I don't I can, know. I don't know. I really could disappoint you in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, that's such a terrible feeling. I know, non-committal, it sucks. It's, it sucks. Yeah. And then you're just like, I mean, this is the thing I care about, and you know that. And that's like the thing they know that. You yeah. know what I mean? And then and then And who knows? And then who, just you take on a personality type that you don't consider to be your own. Because yeah. like there's your personality and that's like what a band needs, you know? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, yeah, I just, uh. Does Tom feel left out in any sense or is he doing fine? No, he's doing fine. Yeah. He's a good looking kid. He's, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he's my he's, bandmate so I can say that. He's I mean, 25 he feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny because he gets it all the time and he just, yeah. And he, he's just like brushes it off. And I'm like, you're, you're a good looking dude. Yeah. Oh, you're doing <laughs> well, fine. you guys are the hottest band in America. We, we, have heckled you enough from the stage when you're microphoneless. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you remember that? I don't feel a part of it, luckily, <laughs> so it's great. You know what I mean? Like the other guys, I always just go, no, it's the like, other guys. They're the hot guys, yeah. and that's and, then, and I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being just the bass player. I'm you got a personality, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for uh, for any listeners that may not know what we're talking, we played a show together, and we were relentless. We were such assholes. I feel so bad. We played a show together, and we had mics, and they did not, and they had finished their set, and we spent, oh my God. I think in between each song, we said, wow, how hot are the jacks? <laughs> like, literally, I mean, women in the crowd were hoot, like like hollering, <laughs> so it's like we, we knew it was justified, and you guys were shaking your heads and turning red, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got us good with that one. <laughs> Although, I will say, I got Colin back a little bit. Did you? When, we were, when you were playing that show at the Casbah with... Uh, the Mowgli's. Yeah. During your set, during quiet time, uh-huh. I'll admit I had invited in a few refreshments to say it, <laughs> keep it PG. I was very drunk. Yeah. And Colin was up there and I just screamed, like, Colin, sign my tits. Oh, yeah. And everyone heard it. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't usually get out. And you did sign and you did sign your tits. He did. He did sign. That was so fucking fun. I almost forgot about that. You guys were on the road with the Brevet. Yes. We were out with the Mowgli's. And we, pl- and we went to shows. each other's yeah. shows and guest listed <laughs> each other. Oh, my God. Dude, road... 
Road bread is the greatest oh, thing of all time. God. Bumping into your friends and both playing your own shows. It makes everything feel at home out of nowhere. Dude, I want that to happen every time. I'm going to look at every one of my friends' tour dates while yeah. we're out. Because like that is that was so fun so to be fun. able to cross paths. I know. And it happens every once in a while. And do it you, doesn't happen that. Do you have your know? tentative dates? Yes. I'm I can text see, you. Do we cross? I, Josh and Matt were comparing them. They said they, that we might. But I'll text them to you right now. Please. Um, oh yeah, no, I because uh, the Vista Kicks, they don't really do the heckling that much. They'll <laughs> say things like that, but my new thing whenever I, I get the chance to see yeah. them and it gets quiet, I yell at Sam to shave my back. <laughs> I, I remember and that. He, he, <laughs> and the dare. <laughs> I've gone to laugh every once in a while. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> these dates. Yeah. We I don't I mean I don't know why that came out so I guess that if you're if you were putting a if we're putting a thing on you guys and say you guys are the hot guys, <laughs> I mean there's worse things to be I yeah guess, definitely uh, no it's I mean it is belittling I'm, it's, I, just, I mean we're catcalling you no, that's, 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 <laughs> I apologize <laughs> that makes me understand what women go through in a better way I guess it's a good thing but I I personally don't feel a part of that sure part of <laughs> I don't consider myself a hot guy is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, all right, well, I just want to go through a couple greatest lessons, so I'll just ask you, like, the greatest lesson you've learned in, in certain categories, and you can tell me what you got. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what's the greatest lesson you've learned about writing? Oh, man. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer, and it all comes down to feeling. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, Which totally. Is, you know, it's cliche, but it's how oh, No, it I mean, is. that goes back to the thing we were talking about at the beginning, you know, yeah. us, us working on that song and then having it. Maybe I'll show it to you. You tell me if, oh, if, if, that. That, if that part goes out too much. It's going to be a voice memo, so it's going to be hella fuzzy. No, but. That's, that's great. No, I mean, yeah, it's because it's, you're collaborating with other guys. Yeah. Everyone has different opinions. Yeah. You'll know after you've played it and get a voice memo of it and listen to it again, yeah. which one's the right one right away. Even if you're, yes. even if I was so strong about you're an right. idea and I listened to the other one, I go, no, that, that's the right one. I, I was wrong. You know what right. I mean? Right. Totally. So. Totally. That's, oh yeah, we do so much of that when we'll like, we'll be workshopping a song we were doing it last night actually where we had something like once we i don't know if you guys do this so once you like figure out the structure of a song yeah then you start working on the hits or like the parts where you guys yeah. are going to lock in and sync up and do a thing yes so we were working on one of those right and uh and the thing that the way chris had written is like nah, dun, 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 three hits right right and the way Matt was doing the drum fill was like, dun, dun, blah, dun, 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 right? And so we, two of us were doing that and two of us were doing the other thing. We had to go back, do it several figure times, it figure it out, see what sounds better, go back. And, and then, you know, you just concede and you go, all right, me and Matt will switch to what Colin and Chris yes. are doing. That worked better, yes. you know? And, uh, and that's, I don't know. It's like, that's how you got to figure that stuff out. You know? I, I think too, because we're trying to be a lot more streamlined with it now yeah. that we have so many songs that we're trying to get down to it's so demo. crazy that you guys are like doing it full like Foo Fighters <laughs> like on the on is the whiteboard no it's just like when I think about a, a rock band in a studio I think about Foo Fighters and I think about a whiteboard yeah <laughs> alright well I'll take it you know um, I think now because before we would we'd stand there toss out an idea and then we'd argue about it yeah whether we're gonna try it or not yeah and now it's like let's just try it if it works it works if it doesn't Dude, it work Dude, yeah, that's that's what we've been doing too. It's so much better than being like, nah, you're wrong. Like, it's so much better to be like, let's try it. We'll try the other way. Yeah. Let's see what's better. Yeah. Dude, that has been the worst though is when both feel good or both feel bad and you're like, yeah, shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we're having this song. We're working on this song I wrote and like the bridge is like a chord that doesn't work. Cause like it, 
and we tried it. We haven't, and now the song's just in limbo. Uh, and the rest of the song rips, but the bridge isn't good enough, so we got to figure out. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think our thing is we walk away and then we come back to it. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't come back to it. And then now we're in a state where it's like we're working on our songs for the tour. Right. So it's like, when are we going to work on new stuff, you know? So. Well, you guys got that big old van now. Yeah. Take a couple acoustic guitars in there. We will. Yeah. We will be. That's what we did on a couple of times. Did you really? Yeah. Good for you. Worked out some stuff. I can't wait to do that. That sounds fun. It is fun. Um, But uh, it's not fun though when you're tired. No, and you're like, shut up. Just shut up. I want to listen to my (laughs) my music. (laughs) Um, Yeah. that's so good, man. Throw yeah, I think I think try everything is like a really good succinct way to look at that, you know? Yeah. Try everything. Don't yeah. don't shit on anything. Yeah. Try it all but yeah. Although if a guy they... comes out with like, hey, maybe we should switch to like a halftime six eight like jazz solo, right? Okay, yeah, that okay, stuff does get kind of nuts. Maybe we'll have to maybe I'll I'm gonna say that's not gonna be That's good. when you go, we'll have another project. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when Harper goes, Ryan's Ryan Green's got his own yeah, side yeah. project. <laughs> <laughs> um what's the greatest lesson you've learned about touring? Uh, organization and give yourself some time each day to be alone. Nice. I, I mean, as a tour manager or whatever, when yeah. I was that role, I started getting it down to like, a like I would figure out exactly what every drive time is. Yeah. Add in however much I thought stoppage time would be when sound checks were basically, I came up with a list, like a notes thing of yeah. 50 items for and each you did the day sheet for each through day. That. Yeah. I you know, just start pumping those out nice. the worst part is though my bandmates i make those things and instead of looking at it they just constantly ask me i'm like hey i made it for a reason right just look te- at it yeah just i texted it to you yeah man. just it's look right at there <laughs> but then i'm i'm the asshole because i know the answer but like i don't want to have to keep repeating myself no i mean like, I, dude crazy. that's that's that role yeah. where you're like i feel like a glorified babysitter sometimes yeah but then i become the asshole when i get too drunk and then they have to babysit me so right <laughs> right I, I i i become the asshole when i get too high strung i can yeah. get really too high strung yeah I think Chris called it Diva Pete. Do you do most of the driving <laughs> after shows? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It depends on the tour. So I would I would say yes, but on this last tour, Colin did a ton of it just because uh-huh. it was his van that we used to be touring out of. Right. So he stayed sober a lot and drove it, even though I was offering every night. Yeah. Um, now that we have a vehicle that's everybody's, it will it will probably be Switch me again. Yeah. But uh, but they've been really good about being like, let us know when you're tired. Yeah. You know, and being like, let let us know in advance, like we won't get too drunk. You yeah. Know? So. They have offered that, but it has mostly, I mean, in general, the system has been like, I get to drive less in the daytime because I'm the guy who drives at night. Right. You That's know? nice. Which I'm Which down for yeah. every night because they, I would, I want them to go drink and have fun and hang out with the other bands. And yeah. Like, like, that's all good stuff. You know what I mean? So if that means like, you know, later night for me, I'm totally down. Yeah. And it does mean like later morning for me or like a little more nap time, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm down. I like, I like that system. I, I like, I'm a fan of it. I don't mind driving at night at all. Except I I do find myself wanting to drink and party at the shows right. afterwards yeah. more often than not. Um, Who drives at night for you guys? Because Josh didn't drive for you guys at all, right? Josh is starting to. That's amazing. Josh is starting to. Good for him. That's it's such great. a... We were so... When I heard that, I was like, what? I know. <laughs> I wish I came up with that excuse. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Well, it's, we, it's, we, it's, we already it's, had one because Matt was like working in the back, right, in the back so row he the whole time. Yeah. And God, so... They're, two, they're the same person. They're the same fucking guy. <laughs> You know what? Matt's guest hosting Josh's episode. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Just, they'll, they'll talk about rudiments for four hours. It'll be maybe. I'll lose any viewers, <laughs> any, any listeners I might have accrued. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, driving. Um, I think Johnny's been doing a good amount of it recently, which I feel a little bad for. But I'll knock off some like long chunks during the day yeah. to try to make up for it. Right. 
And I've also done some of the worst shifts. I think that's... like the the after San Francisco yeah. when we went to bed at five and woke up at six oh, to drive. Jesus I took that shift. Jesus Christ. Which was a gnarly one. I fucking but bet. Everybody, was, and everybody know, was asleep. Do you guys have oh, yeah. do you guys keep a co pilot? No. 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 Tom is Tom is incredibly good at sitting shotgun and falling asleep. Like not like he's not like we're saying he's not supposed to, yeah. but like I've never met somebody else in my life that can fall asleep in any sort of transportation. You haven't toured with Derek. Oh my god, I would love to see that. Dude, Derek, I I don't get mad at that guy. I love that guy. I got yeah. so mad at him after this day where he kept being like, "Yo, I could definitely I'll definitely be your co-pilot cuz we couldn't figure out who was going to, you know, cuz like it was just like It's nice to have up. a co-pilot. We always do it. We try to be safe that way. Yeah. And uh and and I'm driving, and he's in charge of music and directions, and he's my co-pilot. He start every time I turn up the, he starts turning the music down on his phone. <laughs> then he falls asleep and doesn't tell me that we missed a turn for a, a different highway. Oh I, my god! Get those vent grip things. What the vent grips? Mm. Hey, you can just set your phone there and have the maps going. Oh, nice. So okay, it's like one of those magnet th- magnet things. Yeah, you yeah, put yeah. In, like the. Air conditioning. Goes. We're we're getting all the stuff that we need to get, like our sleep yeah. blocks and everything. Right. Yeah, now. Tom, I've seen that guy fall asleep <laughs> on pretty name him a trip for, like a form of transportation. Yeah. Other than a windsurfing or surfing board <laughs> and like a hot air balloon. I've seen that guy fall asleep in it. <laughs> Damn. Good it's for impressive. him. It's impressive. That's a good skill. Is I he know. narcoleptic? No. Does no, he have no. mild narcolepsy? Is there possible? Maybe because we were driving Could one time. Could he develop at night. narcolepsy? We were driving one time. And we're all sitting, and like it's like the next day, and he was driving at night one time, and then yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I should drive at nights anymore because I think I fell asleep for like a minute. Last oh night my morning. god! And Johnny were like, dude, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, what you know? That's 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 not what should be happening. And then so Tom started pulling a prank dude, on Dude, to casually be like, yo, I, I think th- I was asleep last night while you guys, <laughs> your lives like, were yeah, in my hands. Yeah. So, but then Tom started pulling a prank on Josh because Josh was a co-pilot with him. And Tom would do this thing where he would just like go like that, like oh, and like fall dick. asleep, and then Josh would go and like. It <laughs> dude, then, then and Josh all hopped pulling. up on coffee. Yeah, oh yeah, just wired on coffee. Dude, he's he's like a he gets he gets cracked out, doesn't he? Dude, he drinks a lot of coffee. He drinks a lot of coffee. He loves I don't know it. how else to put it, but yeah, that's like his thing. Like he, yeah, he's like into the culture too, though. I oh, like yeah. that. I, I am too. Matt is Matt's really addicted to coffee. Another yeah. way that they're tied. How many how many cups do you think he? You drink or Matt drinks? I, Matt has like probably six. Yeah. I have like two to three. I cap myself at three. I've had three cups of caffeine today because I... No, two. Because I had a tea and a coffee. Okay. I'm trying well, to keep it chill. Tea is pretty... Not Tea's as, mellow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like tea too, but I... I probably well, like I just one need to take care of my throat. Day. I would rather have coffee. Oh. But I... Smart. Dude, I... honey in it? Well, dude, I sing for when I'm in LA for my work. Right. So I, I have to take care of myself. It's right. really hard. Right. I sang for four and a half hours today. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, what? Yeah, that's why I had a bunch of tea before I came here. And so we're doing this? Yeah. Your voice is going to be gone. I know. I, uh, What's happening? What is that? Are you serious? I can't tell. It's a Siri thing. Whatever. Is it yours? Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Could you please repeat what you said? Oh, shit. That is mine. <laughs> Damn it. Uh... uh uh, yeah, Josh has like five cups. Or no, he told me he had five cups one the other day. And I was a little shocked. But, yeah, you know. That's a little much. I, I cap myself at three cups. Yeah. I don't want it to go above that. But yeah, back to the driving thing. I now, I pulled a prank on Tom. Yeah. I'm such a, I'm such a dick. I was driving it's and dessert. he fell asleep in the, the shotgun <laughs> yeah. spot. 
So I did that thing where you slam on the brakes and start screaming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the look on his face when he wakes up—he was so mad. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about being in a band? Oh man, that's a good one. You have to, unlike almost anything else, you have to trust other people more than mm-hmm. you ever thought was possible. Yeah. So it's oh, it's. Because I was, I've never really had like a super serious girlfriend, uh-huh. so I've never had that super commitment going on. But now you're betrothed. Now I have three girlfriends. Yeah, I have four. Sorry, my actual girlfriend and three <laughs> bandmates. Yeah, um, we have the same amount of girlfriends. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone has different needs, and, and I, I nag the most. Isn't I that na- crazy? Yeah, I nag a ton too. <laughs> and you know, everyone has different needs, and you have to respect yeah. them and and find ways to work together. I, yeah, I think respecting and each person is is incredibly important yeah. so nice uh what's the greatest lesson you've learned about recording you might have said it i think this approach that you guys are doing to but recording um you have to i think recording you have to go in very locked into what like obviously explore when you're in the studio and have fun with it right but make you say sure when it's tracking day have it locked down yeah but mm-hmm. i mean you can still explore a little bit but you know, make sure that the song is going in the direction you want it to because it's so so easy for it to go off the rails and then at the end of it, it sounds, and in your head, you were picturing something so much different. Yeah. And I think on that first EP, we were all somewhat a little disappointed when we got the first mix back, which was, I mean, we weren't disappointed. In, but you in, in but you're expecting it to but be it took, it took one more mix and then it was like, boom. That's This is the first time we're hearing our music how we... I've actually wanted it. Yeah, dude, sending back the right notes are important. Yeah. And having a good vision of that. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, think I really like understand up that record, by the way. Thank you. That's like, that's my favorite track of that record. It's funny. That, there's a mistake in that song that ended up being on the record. Dude, I did that on Ghost. Yeah? Yeah. It, it feels great, up. right? Well, when we were track, when we were pre-production, uh-huh. there was a mistake that ended up becoming the thing on, on the On what? Record. The vocals? What, what, what instrument? Uh, in the bridge buildup, you know, it cuts out to Johnny just on guitar and him singing in that last chorus. Uh, the three hits that happen, like going bump, bump, bump back into it. Usually, like when we were first playing that song live for the longest time, we would sing "Understand" over that. Oh, And then we right. got rid of it, and it sounded and better. Just and we we're just like, oh, that's it. Because I mean, the the bridge is pretty ham fisted in terms that we just repeat. Yeah, you don't understand. But like you know, we we like how it is. It's just kind of cool. conk in a sense. That's a good one, man. Yeah. That's a less is more right there. Yeah. Uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about music as a business? sucks i don't know i it's i would say that the most important thing in that is that you and your bandmates are happy with everything yeah or at least as happy as you can be yeah because there's going to be so many people that come into your lives who aren't in the band Mm -hmm. who have a different idea for you yeah that will want to take it somewhere else and sometimes you have to trust them you know that's a part of it there's a reason they are where they are yeah but it's a tough thing to do yeah i would say my other piece of advice which i think i said earlier is it's the wild west there are no rules <laughs> i mean i can give advice but i don't think there's any set rules yeah i think you're right but in the wild west like do what you can to get ahead don't screw anybody over right and then you'll never like as we know people who have screwed people over are now cut out of our lives and nobody totally wants, nobody wants to ever work with them again it's true so best lesson you've learned about uh, music as an art oh man I mean, music is in so many different, it's, I don't know, because I'm so focused on what we do right. when it comes to like rock and roll. And, and you're like me too, you sit around listening to podcasts all day, so you're not even listening to that much music, right? I, 
I go through phases, but yeah. I, I usually listen to like at least one podcast a day, which is absurd. But it's a lot. I have a morning routine where I listen to it, and okay. you know, yeah. Um, this one called Broken Records, really good. By the way, you should check out. I will check it out. Yeah. Who does it? Malcolm Gladwell, Rick Rubin. Oh fuck! It's great. I mean, I will say I think Malcolm Gladwell can be a little bit of junk science sometimes. Yeah. In the but I mean he's still. So incredibly it's smart. Right. He's not listening. Yeah, he's, there's no way he's going to. But I mean, he's so incredibly smart, and he's yeah. like so, like very, very curious, which is the most important thing. Totally. Obviously, the Joe Rogan one's great. But yeah, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I've been so focused on like rock and roll and just that genre specific. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing with our genre is have fun with it because no matter what, you're gonna do something, and somebody's gonna go, "Oh, that's derivative. Oh, that's stupid." So true. Oh, rock and roll's dead. And yeah. you know, maybe it is. But fuck, I don't know. Maybe it I is. like it. I still like it. I, I still like love it. it. It still gets my rocks going. Yeah, so I'm not totally. gonna stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, we write songs that we love and we want to listen to. Yeah. Not that we listen to our music on repeat. Not right? your <laughs> yeah. We're not that narcissistic. No, you want to like it. Yeah, exactly. We want to like playing it. So at the end of the day, we're lucky that people have started to gravitate towards that and, and latch onto it and we've gotten some fans. But had we listened to everybody who were the naysayers from the get-go or the, right. the sceney people that were mm-hmm. telling us not to do it, then we'd be nowhere. That's true. We wouldn't be true to ourselves. Yeah. Or you can listen to them to fuel a fire. Yeah. That's the other way to do oh, it. Yeah. That's the other approach, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel like... So I didn't go to music school. Right. And I sometimes feel like I meet people who go to music school, and when I tell them I'm in a band and they go, oh, what music school did you go to? And I say, I didn't go to music school. Right. They look down on me. Really? And they think that they're above me, in a sense, because they had a leg up. Or that they, they went and they're, you know, they did it the the right way. What did you study? Business? I studied philosophy. Philosophy? Yeah. I studied business management and I studied recording arts. Okay. So I have had the good fortune of being like, I studied recording arts. So I was yeah. in film school and blah, 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 right? I think I, I have not had that experience. But you went to USC, dude. That's like, yeah. That's like those music students are really fucking talented. I, oh, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? They are crazy talented. So, but it is like. But I, okay, it's actually dude, going. I, I was just, look, I think, I don't think it matters. Like, we, no. we always go in, like, okay, here's an example. Chris just took in a bunch of our guitars to this guy to, to do tune ups on them before we go, right? And just like make sure the yeah. intonation's okay and shit, right? Um, get a good setup and everything. Yeah, and this guy uh, does good work, you know? But like, Chris felt the need. To, to give him a preamble that's like, we're songwriters that happen to play guitar because that's what you play, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we're not trying to shred. Yeah. Like, we're trying to write songs that people enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And none of us really feel like, I mean, okay, with the exception of Matt, Matt's like a really, really good jazz musician. He's a really good bassist and a really good drummer, you mm-hmm. know? But like, Chris, Colin, and myself, like, we play guitar, we enjoy it, we got to a level to be able to facilitate an ability to write, you know? <laughs> And, like, I definitely feel like I've plateaued as a guitarist, and I should work on that, you uh-huh. know? But in general, like, I don't think that it... I think there's a couple things that, like... I think it's super important that you learn basic theory, and you figure out where to go when. Yes. And it's and you figure out enough to, like, do that, and then your influences, I think, will have more of an effect on how you write Yes. than the opposite. And also, a lot of times, people who don't know that much, if you listen to early Kings Leon records or like early, like whoever, like they're doing stuff that's like complex music theory wise. That sounds good because they don't know anything yet. <laughs> Once you figure it's out so one, four sounds good. You won't go to that weird chord because you're like, I did the thing already. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it will help you to be dumb. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, I think it's helped me in my playing in terms of just 
more feeling than yeah. theory. Well, that's but I think that's you know, a good way for you guys to operate. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it yeah. at all. And I think if you want to go to music school, that's fantastic. Yeah. Just don't look at me and think that I'm a I don't deserve to be in this band <laughs> yeah. because I didn't go to music school. And I don't maybe that's a self thing that I feel that they aren't actually projecting, but I feel like they are. Right. Which is I mean, probably not it's not fair for me to be doing that. But probably a little bit of both. I've just had a couple of experiences. It's probably a little bit of both. And I'm guessing Oh, another thing back to yeah. touring. Yeah. When you tour and you find a sound guy you like, thank him a lot. Yes. Because there are some very, very bad sound guys out there yeah. that you're going to have to deal with. So yeah. be appreciative of the ones that are great. And, and appreciative of venues that yes. help you? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, any sort of hospitality that, that actually goes out of their way to help be you. Respectful. Especially if you're an opener, dude. Oh, be respectful. Dude, that's the thing. Well, do you think we did a good job? Yeah. Do you feel good oh, about it? Absolutely. I love you, Scott. I love you too. Thanks Peter. for coming it's over. A lot man. of fun. Do you yeah, want to go get some food? Yes. All right, let's do it. All right, there you have it. That was my conversation with Scott Stone. Uh, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate all of you for listening. We'll have another episode next week, and we'll just be on track weekly. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, uh, share it with somebody this week. That would mean the world to me. All right. <laughs>